0: Good afternoon and welcome in to the Defender Football Pre-Game Show on KDCR 88.5 FM and KDCR885.com. I'm your host Christian Zylstra and thanks for joining me today as we welcome you to what is the final football game of the 2019 Dort University football season. The Defenders on their best run of the season heading into the regular season finale. I think most coaches would Hope for that fact to be true, especially as the season nears its conclusion, but the same is true for Dort's opponent today. The Midland Warriors are hitting their stride as they hit the home stretch of the season, and that could set up a thrilling exclamation point type of game today in Sioux Center. As we look ahead to today's game at Open Space Park, a couple of numbers surrounding this 7 3 defender football program and Midland University. Our first number to mention today is the number 24. Dort University is ranked number 24 in this week's NAIA Football Coach's Top 25 poll, the second highest ranking the defenders have ever received in said poll. Dort started this season at number 23. A win today would pretty much ensure that Dort ends consecutive seasons as a ranked program. Our second number for today's game is the number 8. With a win today, Dort would set a single-season program record for wins with 8. The defenders finished last season ranked number 23 and 7-3 and overall. Dort is 7-3 and heading into today's contest. And a win today would also set a single-season program record for GPAC wins with 7. Dort finished 6-3 and last year. The defenders enter at 6-2 and today in GPAC play. The third number I want to touch on, and we've touched on this number every week, gets the record of the teams that Dort has lost to in 2019, 27-0. Morningside, Northwestern, and Kaiser are all ranked in the top nine, and they're all 9-0. and Now, Northwestern and Morningside play each other today. The winner of that game wins the g Pack title, so at least one of those three teams will be forced to lose, but likely they'll all stay in or very, very near the top ten of the NAIA coaches poll. So those numbers, they provide context surrounding Dort's season, but what about context surrounding Dort heading into today? And for that context, we have to look at three numbers 4, 209, and 35. Heading into today, the defenders are riding a four game winning streak. Since the Defender Day's loss to Northwestern, Dort has wins over Doan, Concordia, Hastings, and Briarcliff. And during that winning streak, the defenders have outscored their opponents 209 points to 35 points. That is as dominant of a stretch as you can have playing football, regardless of who you're playing. I mean, that's what Morningside does to teams. For context on Midland heading into the showdown this afternoon, let's look no further than number 5. I mentioned Dort is on a 4-game winning streak heading into today. Midland beats that, actually, with a 5-game winning streak. Two talented teams on hot streaks battling for the 3rd place finish in the GPAC standings. And last but not least, outside of the game, there's one more number I want to touch on. 15. If you look at Dort Football's roster on the Dort Athletics website, and if you take student managers into account, there are 15 players, 15 athletes, 15 students that are part of this Dort Football team with a senior designation. It's Senior Day today, and it's a special group of seniors. I mean, it, the group isn't huge, But it's the first group of seniors to play for Dort Head Coach Joel Penner for four years in this program. And that is something special. So because of that, I wanted to do something different. I had to ask Head Coach Joel Penner, Offensive Coordinator Aaron Mingo, and Defensive Coordinator Lynn Nutt what these seniors meant to them. What they meant to the program. So that's where we're going to start this afternoon. Before we touch anything else, we're going to get the first comment from Coach Penner. Then we'll hear from Coach Mingo and we'll wrap up our Senior Day comments with Coach Nutt. So here you go. This is a
1: special group to me. I'm a first-time head coach four years ago, and I'm taking over a 2-9 and nine program, and I'm I'm going to these guys late in the recruiting cycle and saying, hey, we've got a vision. It's never happened here. Do you want to be a part of it? Slowly but surely, guys started to say yes, and these guys went first. And I have so much joy when I think about what kind of men these guys were, and what kind of men they are now. Um, And I have so much hope when I think about who they're gonna be down the road. It it takes a special special kind of man to say, I'm gonna go first. And there's no guarantee. But let's let's push the locomotive as, as best we can and see what happens. And I had that opportunity as a player in college. It shaped me. And I have 15 seniors that agreed to that as well in this class. So super proud of them, very excited for them. Really, really sad that this is the end of their football career. But, um, you know, in light of the big picture and the grand scheme and what I want to see for these guys, I know that the the thriving that they've experienced here for four years is, is, is only scratching the surface to what their lives will be like going forward because of who they are.
2: You know, this is our first recruiting class, and it was one where Coach Penner and myself, you know, we, we came in very late into – And then Coach Nutt was hired in that March. And so, you know, some of these guys had made their decision. Some of them still had not yet. This is the class, though, that was first. And they're the class that said yes first. And they're the class that has, you know, really paved the way. You look at the team they came into to the team that they're leaving. What a legacy. A lot of pushing the locomotive has happened. Records have been broken um, repeatedly with this group and just the progress that's been made. Holistically as a program is is so huge, and and it's always you know people want to talk about coaches in football, and I will be the first one to tell you it's always about the players. This whole thing goes because of the players we have in the program, it's the leadership we have, the senior group, the success that we have. It's because those players make it go. Just tremendous men that are going to do tremendous things in their life, very significant kingdom impact, and uh, it's been just an absolute joy coaching this group. It's been really good. You're gonna make me cry on a Thursday, dude. Um, <laughs> These are the first guys I've ever coached for four years in my career. And to think about who they were and how they were when they were freshmen compared to the men that they are now, our program is better because of them. And to be honest, they're not getting a ton of playing time. But our program is better because of who they are, because of their leadership, and and the world is going to be better
0: when they go out into it. They're the winningest class in program history. We're going to skip our reminders today. GPAC football report, door football senior interview, where are they now? We'll get to all that today. You know what's coming up, so let's dive into it. Before we get into what we'll see on the field today, Midland University, the keys to the game, I'm going to step aside. Here's GPAC Commissioner Corey Westra with your GPAC football report.
3: This is the GPAC football Saturday report for Saturday, November 16th. Brought to you by the Great Plains Athletic Conference and Cypress Grist Management, the official championship partner of the Great Plains Athletic Conference. On your football Saturday report this week, we begin with the scoreboard of last week around the Great Plains Athletic Conference. Midland was a winner over Doan, 31-7. Dort wins at home over Briarcliff, 43-7. Morningside was a winner in Sioux City over Concordia, 52-7. Dakota Wesleyan and Mitchell over Jamestown, 41-14. And Northwestern was a winner at home over Hastings, 44-17, the final score. So all the home teams were winners last week in g Pack football. Here's your week number 11, Hoffman America Sports Football Players of the Week. On offense, Shane Solberg, wide receiver from Northwestern, the junior from Hall, helped number five Northwestern to a win over Hastings, six catches for 101 yards, and matched his career high with four touchdowns for Northwestern. Their offense totaled 400 yards. David Kakmarinski of Dort University, a defensive end, is the Defensive Player of the Week. The junior from Pella also took NAIA national honors with two sacks, two fumble recoveries, broke up three passes, and had an interception return for a touchdown in Dort's win against Briar Cliff. On the special team side, Brett Zachman from Dort, is the Pack and NAIA Player of the Week as well. The freshman from Leesburg, Florida, had four field goals in the first half, half to help Dort build a 12-0 lead over Briarcliff. One of those field goals, a season-long 44-yarder. And that's your Week 11 Football Players of the Week. Coming up after the break, we will preview this final Saturday of Pack football for 2019. The GPAC Football Saturday Report rolls on right after this. The Great Plains Athletic Conference is an affiliated conference of the NAIA, consisting of 12 private faith-based colleges and universities in Nebraska, Iowa, South, and North Dakota. Founded in 2000, the GPAC is proud of our academic and athletic excellence. Last year, the conference totaled 766 NAIA Daktronics Scholar-athletes and 193 NAIA Scholar-teams. Since the league began in 2000, the GPAC has claimed 30 Team NAIA National Championships. For more information about the GPAC, visit our website gpacksports.com or follow us on twitter at gpac Sports, the great plains athletic conference academic and athletic excellence since 2000 we move into the final saturday of gpac football for 2019 and well it's been talked about for a long time and today it finally happens the naia national game of the week for the gpac championship Number one ranked Morningside will travel to take on number five Northwestern in Orange City at DeVoloy Stadium, Corver Field. Both teams are 9-0 overall. Both teams are 8-0 in the Great Plains Athletic Conference. The GPAC Football Championship Trophy will be handed out today in Orange City. A one o'clock kick between Northwestern and Morningside. Here is the other games for this final Saturday of GPAC Football 2019. Briarcliff travels to Jamestown, North Dakota to take on the Jimmies in a one o'clock kickoff. It will be Dakota Wesleyan at home in Mitchell against Hastings at 1, and Dort is home in Sioux Center where they will take on the Warriors of Midland in a 1 o'clock kickoff as well at Open Space Park. Morningside does hold down that number one spot in the NAIA National Poll. Northwestern is number five, and Dort has moved into the top 25. As of last week, they are now ranked number 24 in the country. For more, go to GPACsports.com. We're in the midst of our fall championships. Check those out online. Don't forget, we're also on Twitter at GPACsports. This is your GPAC Football Saturday Report for November 16. I'm Corey Westra.
0: What a day in the GPAC today. You have Northwestern and Morningside battling for the GPAC crown over in Orange City. And then for third place, Dort and Midland are battling it out today in Sioux Center. The Defenders are coming off their fourth consecutive win, so let's briefly talk about that win, a 43-7 dominating victory over Briarcliff University. And if you didn't know the score of last week's dort briarcliff matchup, if I told you that Dort would have two NAIA players of the week, I think you'd have a pretty good idea of how this one went. Last Saturday, we saw the Defenders top the Chargers 43-7, thanks in large part to the leg of Brett Zachman and the dominance of David Kakmarinski.
4: Morazic on the blitz, pass is intercepted, there he goes. David Kakmarinski, the pick six, fitting into the day for the junior from Pella. The defensive end reads the screen perfectly. And David Kakmarinski with the pick six and the defenders with a 42-7 lead. Tyler Reynolds holding, snap is down, kick is up, it has the distance, and it's good. Zachman with his fifth field goal. Makes it 29 to 7.
0: It was Zachman's leg early on. Four field goals had doored up 12 nothing before finally finding the end zone late in the first half. Zachman earned a G Pack and NAI Special Teams Player of the Week honors after he drove all five of his field goal attempts, including a career long 44 yarder and all four of his PATs. And it was Kak Morinsky throughout. Two tackles for loss. He now has 18.5 this season. Eighth in NAIA and he's the career tackles for loss leader at Dort. Two sacks, he's the career sacks leader at Dort. Three batted passes and a pick six.
1: So let's try to sum this up. I had a conversation with David this week and just asked him, you know, what, what's going on in, in your mind and your experience, and he said that he's kind of crossed a threshold where what he trains very, very diligently to do in practice, what he has been training now for three seasons has finally become kind of second nature for happening on Saturdays. I think the development of every athlete, you, you train skills, you train fundamentals, and you you learn these fundamentals and these skills, and you try to implement them into practice. And then you go to Saturday, and you default to the most natural fundamental and technique that, that you have. And sometimes that's habits that are good, sometimes that's habits that are bad. And David's reached a point I think mid season this year where he would be able to say the things that I've been working on for so many years, fundamentally, I mean, you have to remember the guy's a a linebacker and a quarterback in high school. And so this D line thing has been new to him. And so those techniques and fundamentals, he reached a point, I think mid season this year where those things became his habits and now he's able to use them very effectively and, and just dominate. So it's been fun been really neat to see his, his growth.
0: Ultimately, Dort ran 94 plays, totaled 501 yards, and allowed fewer than 200 yards in return. Briarcliff managed just 22 offensive plays and one first down in the first half alone. So not surprisingly, time <laughs> its flying by this afternoon. Kickoff quickly approaching, so I think it's time for a Dort football senior interview here on the Defender Football Pre-Game Show, and I had a chance to speak this week with senior linebacker Sam P. Riakokit. So let's hear a few thoughts from him as his door football career winds down today. You're listening to the Defender Football Pre-Game Show on KDCR 88.5 FM and KDCR885.com. This is our door football senior interview segment, the final interview for the 2019 Dor football regular season. Our featured guest today is a linebacker with the Dort University football program. We're joined by Sam P. Riakokit. So you came to Dort from Idaho. Yep. How did you hear about Dort University and what kind of stood out to you about Dort and about the football program during the recruiting process?
5: My defensive coordination back in high school, his son Josiah Cody, he went to Dort, and that's how I heard about Dort. And apparently he sent my profile to Dort's coaches, and through the recruiting process, Coach Paul Carter, he used to be here, he always called me and asked me how I'm doing. And when I got here, I actually got there on Thursday night worship, and that was a really cool environment. And the next day, I got to experience coaching stuff. And for me, it's kind of funny that I'm a guy all the way from Thailand to Idaho and then to Dort. So at the end of that day, I, was, I feel like this must be God's plan. And I was like, you know, I'm going to try it out for a year and then see how it goes. And then I end up for a year, so... So I believe it's God's plan.
0: Yeah, that's awesome to hear. You mentioned four years. You know, this is your senior year. What felt different about this year heading into fall camp than some of the previous seasons?
5: More experience, but definitely I want to get the most out of it. I try to make practice fun as much as possible. Try to enjoy everything I do. And seeing the improvement of the team from my freshman year to senior year, it's just very, very enjoyable.
0: How would you describe yourself as a football player and as kind of an everyday guy? You know, for some guys, the personality is a little different on mm-hmm. and off the field. How would you describe your personality for those who, who don't know you?
5: Well, I mean, funny thing about me, I'm really the same on and off the field. I'm a smiley guy, talk a lot and, you know, try to make people laugh. Like on the field, I make jokes all the time. I don't think players that even play against me on the field ever get mad at me because of the way I talk to them. So I'm, I'm the same person. I mean, I try really hard to be as good a player I can be, just like as good student athlete I can be on and off the field. So,
0: One more game left that's coming mm-hmm. up this weekend against Midland. What's kind of the vibe like with the team as you guys wrap up the regular season?
5: I feel very confident in our team because the last four games we have performed really well. And Midland is a really good team, but our culture is something very unique that I'm so glad I'm part of it. The way we compete, the way we talk about family over everything. 11 hats to the football. I think our coach is going to take over, and we're going to end up with a really good record and something I can look back to and be proud of that I'm part of it.
0: As a senior, you don't get a ton of time during the season to reflect kind of, on how your journey has gone. You've mentioned it a little bit. Mm-hmm. What is this football program, this coaching staff, meant to you over the past four years?
5: It meant a lot to me. With the, the vision that our program has and the way coaching staff run things in practice on off the field, it helped me become a better person. Love God because that's number one goal, honor God and everything we do. In practice, we, we work really hard toward one goal, and some people say it was winning and stuff, but we try to glorify him, so to have that all the time things mentality through the program, it just helped me become a better person, understand things, be more patient because as a senior, I'm not a starter but I got to uh, enjoy a lot more things from the second man in roles, you know, so I can experience totally different stuff. And I thanks coach for that because not everyone have that experience, you know.
0: Awesome, Sam. We appreciate your stopping by.
5: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Once again, a big thanks to Sam for taking some time and for joining us for our final Dort Football Senior Interview Segment for the 2019 Dort Football Season on the Defender Football Pregame Show. One last thanks to Sam for his time and for his thoughtful answers. A busy final week and we wish him and his fellow seniors nothing but the best today and moving forward. With that, I think it's time to finally dive into who Dort's opponent is today for the final game of the regular season, the Midland University Warriors. First, a little background on Midland. The Warriors enter today's regular season finale 6-3 and three overall, 5-3 and three in the Great Plains Athletic Conference. Midland is alone in 4th place in the G Pack standings, and a win today would tie the Warriors for 3rd with the defenders, although the win would technically give them the tiebreaker, and so Midland would finish 3rd. We know Dort's hot entering today, so is Midland. After losing 4 straight games after the season opener, Midland's won 5 straight now. Wins against Hastings, Dakota Wesleyan, Jamestown, Concordia, and Doan. The one G Pack win Dort has that Midland doesn't, that was a win over Briarcliff in early October. Midland is led by head coach Jeff Jamrog who is also in his fourth season as the head coach of the program. And during his tenure, the Warriors are 26 and 16, an impressive turnaround after winning just one game prior to Jamrog's takeover. The Warriors have a new offensive coordinator, a new defensive coordinator, and after the feeling out period, they're clicking. So let's start with the Midland offense, easily the best offensive unit that Dort has faced since Northwestern back on Defender Days over a month ago. The Warriors are averaging 428 yards per game, over 36.5 points per game, and they've scored at least 30 points in 60% of their contests this season. And frankly, Midland's offensive numbers, they probably would have been better, and this might have been a ranked matchup if they didn't lose their starting quarterback for a few weeks earlier, which played a role in the losing skid. But the good news for Midland fans, Noah Oswald, he's been healthy, and he's been tearing it up. So at the quarterback position, it's senior Noah Oswald, once again getting the nod at QB1, and there's no doubt about that selection if you're Midland head coach Jeff Damrock.
6: I think it starts with their trigger man, Noah Oswald, the only 6-1 as the starter. He didn't play in three of the losses. night before the morningside game, he was playing with a uh, remote and cut his throwing hand into X-Banker. And uh, it's four stitches, so I kind of set him back. But he's really played well. You know, his numbers for not playing in whatever it is, four games. I mean, he's he's pretty close to Dolichek for uh, most touchdowns in a season here this year and broken our score record, and so it starts there.
0: Just to reiterate some of those numbers, Oswald, 25 touchdown passes in seven starts, and while the yardage, 168 yards per game, and the completion percentage, 49, aren't over the moon, it's the touchdowns that matter most. Oswald also has six rushing touchdowns, averaging nearly six yards per carry, and has 334 rushing yards on the year. At running back, Max Wald and Gary Cannon are essentially backs 1A and 1B. Wald has 98 carries, Cannon 100. Wald has 516 rushing yards, Cannon 512. Wald averages 5.3 yards per carry, Cannon averages 5.1. They both have four rushing touchdowns, and they both have 55-plus yard runs this season. So with those two guys in the backfield, plus Oswald's running ability, there's a lot of attacking options back there for Midland. At the receiving positions, there are two guys Dort's going to have to keep an eye on, and they have the same name, although spelled differently. So watch out today for the Austins. Sophomore tight end Austin Harris leads the Warriors 739 receiving yards, 12 receiving touchdowns, and nearly 74 receiving yards per game. Just behind him is senior wide receiver Austin Daniels, who leads Midland with 46 receptions. He also has over 700 receiving yards and six touchdowns. Those are the two big playmakers in the passing game. And on the offensive line, an experienced group, three seniors and two juniors. And behind that group, the Warriors are averaging nearly five yards per rush and have allowed the 13th least sacks against just over one per game. Moving over to the Midland defense, keeping things moving here on the Defender Football pregame show. A new coordinator here as well, Vance Winter, and the Warriors are allowing 335 total yards per game, only 106 of which come on the ground. And arguably the most impressive part about the Midland defense in my mind, second in the G-Pack in sacks with 29, which ranks 14th in NAIA, and 14 of those have come in the last two weeks alone. And then Midland's rush defense allows just 2.9 yards per carry. On the defensive line, if you ask Coach Jamrog, the defensive linemen have really been the driving force for the Warriors defensively in 2019. A three-man front, but very versatile, very multiple. Coach Mingo told me you can choose the same down and distance four different times in a game, and you might see four different fronts and coverages mixing in, and that's that's a lot for an offensive staff to prepare for. The two guys to watch up front, really, Connor Smith and Chase Lipsis. Lipsis tied for the team lead, nine sacks, second with 11 tackles for loss and then Thomas, who's third on the Warriors with six sacks and nine and a half tackles. At linebackers, Midland's four starting linebackers, your eyes, it's hard not to notice sophomore outside linebacker Trevor Havlovic, Six foot three, 240 pounds, leads Midland in solo tackles, assisted tackles, tackles for loss, sacks, and he's picked off a pass. And the other three guys aren't too shabby either. Theo Blum, Zach Akamo, and Jet Hampton also start that second line in the Midland defense. And the four leading tacklers for Midland are the four starting linebackers. And moving over into the secondary, Christian Harmon, the safety, the ball hawk of the defense, he has five interceptions, and the secondary as a whole has 11 interceptions just from the starting four. He makes in the linebackers and the reserves 19 total picks in 10 games. By the way, with Midland's special teams... Camden Griffiths is a name you'll hear a lot, 3 for 4 on field goals this season, but he's number 3 in NAIA as a punter in yards per punt, almost 43 yards per punt. Last but not least, key to the game, Coach Shamrock gave me kind of a list of things, but basically he thinks it's going to be a close game. The past three matchups between a Penner-led Dort and a jamrog led Midland were all one-score games, 41-33 back in 2016. In 2017, it was 33-28, and last year, 27-21 in favor of Dort. And when you got a close game, what decides wins and losses? Penalties, turnovers, and the line of scrimmage. We're quickly approaching kickoff here in Sioux Center, so uh, Dort's keys to the game for today for Coach Penner. He's excited for the test, Thinks with both teams playing well down the stretch. Ultimately, the difference is who actually improved the most over the course of the season. For Coach Mingo, offensively, he wants Dort to continue this up-tempo, light-speed pace that's worn four straight opponents down. And then he wants his playmakers isolated, in space, one-on-one, and he got to win those battles. For Coach Nutt, number one on the agenda today, stopping the QB run. Midland uses that effectively. They'll go power read, power toss. They'll use jet motion without jet motion. And they'll even do running back counter off of that power read. So there you have it. Two hot teams, two good teams. And they're meeting today the 24th-ranked 7-3 and door defenders and the 6-4 and Midland University Warriors in the regular season finale. You've been listening to the Defender Football Pre-Game Show on KDCR 88.5 FM. I'm your host, Christian Zylstra. Don't forget to stick around halftime today. A throwback edition of Where the Now with the first head football coach in Dort history, John Kick Kickoff right around the corner here on a Saturday afternoon in Sioux Center, Iowa. That's going to do it for me. Thank you so much for joining us all season long. And with that, let's go across the street. From the KDCR studio to Open Space Park, and let's catch up with Mike Biker for today's kickoff.
4: And thank you very much, and we are indeed at Open Space Park, and we might get started just a shade late this afternoon. Senior day, senior recognition going just a little long, but I'm going to guess that we're going to be awfully close to that 1 o'clock kickoff by the time all is said and done. And as Christian laid out for you and for us, two very hot teams right now, two teams on rolls, Midland, winners of Five in a row since losing four straight. The defenders, winners of four in a row since starting the year at three and three. And Kyle Achterhoff, we talked about it throughout the last couple of weeks and finishing the year well, the difference between a Average to good season and an outstanding year. And both of these teams trying to wrap up what they could term as uh, probably not meeting quite their expectations, but still an opportunity at an outstanding season here this afternoon.
7: Yeah, for sure. Um, both teams set their goals pretty high at the beginning of the year. And uh, you want to finish strong. Uh, you want to finish the season with a win. Uh, it just propels you into the off season, and, and, you know, it's like that off season becomes just an extension of the good that's been going on and it can really catapult the team
4: into the 2020 season this midland team as good as we have seen since i would say the northwestern weekend a team that has put together five wins in a row defensively pretty good against the run offensively they store some points this will be a chip and this will be a challenge for the defenders here this afternoon
7: yeah no doubt uh, both sides of the ball you just have a good solid midland football team uh you mentioned, uh, very good defensively. Uh and on the offensive side, you know, different than a lot of the teams that that Dort has faced so far this season and it just being so balanced uh between the run and the pass, probably the most balanced team
4: really in the G Pack in terms of uh what they do offensively. This, this Midland team lost four straight from September the 14th through October the 5th. One of those, a buzzer beater, if you will, with Northwestern that they lost by a point. Then they reeled off five wins in a row. You alluded to the balance, two hundred seven yards rushing, 220 yards passing. They averaged just under 37 points per game, and that's a very good offensive output. And uh, when, you're, when you're facing an offense that is balanced like that what are the keys for a defense in preparation for that
7: well honestly it's it's the most challenging type of offense to face when when offenses are one dimensional uh you can really put a game plan together to to at least attempt to stop that one strength of an offense when when a team is balanced like this midland team is you know you you got to play them straight up you can't get too fancy and uh you know, you just have to, to read your keys and be able to both, stop both the run and the pass, which is difficult, but probably just want to avoid the big play and, and force them to, um, you know, maintain drives and, and, you know, force them to drive the the ball all the way down the field.
4: For the... When Dort has the football, Dort averaging 346 yards of rushing offense per game this year, 132 passing, averaging right at 38 points per game. They're facing Midland defense, though that gives up just 105 yards per game on the ground. That's as good as Briar Cliff was last week.
7: Yeah, just a, a good, you know. And part of those statistics, let, let's be honest, is the defense hasn't faced Dort yet, the the most prolific running uh, offense in the league, and so. Uh, that skews
4: the stats a little bit, but obviously they've done a lot of good things in stopping the run. Dort has deferred their decision to For They won the coin toss. They defer their decision to the second half. The defenders will be kicking off, and they will be kicking off from north to south. That means they will be kicking off into the breeze here this afternoon to start the contest. And the Midland Midland watch the warm-ups. The south breeze does have, quite a bit of an impact on the kicking game and they will get good field position as the kickoff is taken at the 21 yard line. Out to the 25 and brought down and that is Carter Skeebout on the coverage and uh, pretty good coverage that time by the Dort defenders and uh, Skeebout Stops the ball carrier at the 28-yard line. And that is where Midland will set up shop. First down and 10. That was Quincy Nichols on the return. Ended up running a little bit east and west rather than north and south. Only gets seven yards on what was a very short kickoff.
7: Yeah, really fortunate for
4: Dort uh, that, that Midland isn't starting out in better field position. Noah Oswald is your quarterback. Dual threat quarterback. Not so much the same as with uh, Noah Clayberg keeps it himself actually faked the sweep and keeps it himself short gain on the play it'll be second down and nine so there we see uh midland trying to get some misdirection and watch for that play to be a regular staple of their offensive set so oswald short gain on the play it's going to be second down and nine yeah this midland offense
7: loves the fly sweep and
4: then uh, running quarterback counter off of
7: it so uh just got to read your keys defensively
4: Noah oswald hands it off and short gain on the play for the running back Very short gain, actually tripped up, tackled himself, if you will, in the backfield. And the defenders, that was Max Wold, Maximus Wold, who's the leading ground gainer for Midland with 516 yards. Picks up one yard on the play. It's going to be third down and eight.
7: Yeah, and I think he had a seam there, and he was uh, probably a little bit too anxious to get there and uh, just got his pads out in front of his
4: feet. Walled in the shotgun they motion walled pardon me they motion walled out of the backfield they throw over the top incomplete intended for Brendan Gerlach Pass fall's incomplete it'll be fourth down and eight we, do we have a flag on the play we have a def, we have an offensive lineman shaken up for Midland on this the third game play of the day and no flags on the play so Dort will retreat to the sideline and send their special teams out on the field facing fourth down and eight for Midland offensively.
7: Yeah, nice pressure by the the Dort defense. Brought a little uh, linebacker blitz and uh, were able to get some good pressure on Oswald and he was forced
4: to probably throw that ball a little bit sooner than what he wanted to. That's the one thing I looked at as I was prepping for this game. It's okay, Midland has a pretty good passing game. How do you counteract that? Obviously, you want to do it in the secondary, but putting pressure on the quarterback also can change the complexion of a passing game so much and dort has been able to do that with fair regularity over the past several weeks.
7: Yeah, without a doubt. You know, you just don't want a quarterback to get comfortable in the pocket and be able to stand back there and maybe go to a second or third read if his first initial receiver isn't open. Uh, And and if you get good pressure, he can't
4: get to that that part of the game. Griffiths kicking, line of scrimmage, his own 29-yard line. Nathan Cabongo back inside his own 30. Expecting a 40-yard-plus punt, and this will be a 40-yard-plus punt taken at the 24-yard line. Tries uh, a move, and his forward progress is going to be to the 24, and that is all. So that is nearly a 50-yard punt when all is said and done. And the wind, obviously, at the back of Camden Griffiths, averaging 42.6 yards per punt this year. And uh, Dort will start first down and 10 at their own 25. First down and 10 for the defenders, moving into the wind here, 13-39 remaining. First quarter of play, we're scoreless. Midland in their white jerseys, orange numbers, trimmed in navy. Dort in their black jerseys, black pants, yellow numbers, and yellow striping down the side. Noah Clayburg will run. No, he's going to pull up. Fakes the pass, and he's going to be brought down. A loss of five on the play. That was a quarterback sack for the Warriors, and the Warriors put on pretty good pressure as well. They have sacked quarterbacks with a lot of regularity over the course of this season and uh, there I believe it was Trevor bitch on the quarterback sack. Hand off to Sconehoven. Sconehoven, they stuff him up the middle. No gain on the play. It's going to be second down and 14.
7: Yeah, and on the first down play, just uh, taking away the quick quick pass game. Uh, jumped a route which forced Kleberg to to tuck the ball and run and ended up in the
4: sack. Crash Woodley is defending. Levi jungling here over on the near side. Now they're going to float it up for jungling. 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 The pass falls incomplete. And uh, Dort's sideline wanted a pass interference call. No flag comes. It will be fourth down, and the defenders will be forced to punt into the wind.
7: Yeah, and I think Midland got away with one there. Um, looked to be there's a good chance of pass interference. Defensive back never turned, never played the ball, and, and was getting pretty handsy with jungling down the field. And uh, to me, that's pass interference, but um,
4: we'll play another down. Noah Clayberg punting, line of scrimmages, the Dort 22, so they're looking for a big swing in field position, and that ball gets hung up in the wind. Bounces, it might have bounced off of a Midland player, and if it did, Dort will recover. That's Colin ain't coming up with it, and that is what I talked to someone else about before the game. You talk about the wind being a factor in terms of the field position battle, but it is also a factor in how you field kicks, and we saw that there.
7: Yeah, and uh, a break for Dort. Uh, getting the ball back here at the 44, uh, but yeah, that would have been a, a big swing and field position, but uh, Dort has
4: another three downs to work with. First down and 10 for the defenders at their own 44-yard line, so they pick up 20 yards on the punt, and the what's well, going to be ruled a fumble against Midland, a team fumble, Dort recovers, and the defenders have it first down and 10. Gain of five on the play, on the give to Schoenhoven. It's going to be second down and five with 12.29 left to play in the first quarter. Clayberg sends a man in motion out of the backfield. Clayberg's going to run, option, pitches over to Schoenhoven. Schoenhoven out of bounds, short of the first down marker, looks like by about a yard or so. Well, they're going to mark him back way at the 49. I thought he was closer to the 47 or 46. So it's going to set up third down and three after the gain of two on the pitch to Schoenhoven. Third down and three. Dort with it in Midland territory. Handoff Skonhoven. Skonhoven trying to work his way forward. Short gain on the play. Maybe a gain of one or two. And with the wind blowing in your face, I'm guessing that you're going to go for it here because there is not much yardage to be gained. Well, Dort's going to punt though. Yeah, I think uh you know, putting it back on your defense,
7: thinking if you can just, you know, change field position by twenty yards even, um, you know, you force Forced the the Midland team to, the Midland offense
4: to sustain a drive. Fourth down and two, Noah Clayburg back at his own 37 yard line. Line of skirmishes, the Midland 47, we'll say, 48. And Clayberg, this time a line drive, takes a door bounce inside the 20, and it'll be downed inside the 20 near the 16-yard line, and that is where Midland will take over first down and 10 at their own 16 after the change of possession. So the defenders will send the defense back out onto the field, scoreless. Both teams have had one possession, and the defenders will try to stop Midland on offense again. First and 10 at the... 18-yard line. Your quarterback for Midland is Oswald. Oswald averaging 5.8 yards per carry. He did not, well, he attempted one carry out of the three plays that Midland ran on their first set of downs. Pass, far side, complete to Austin Daniels. Pickup of six on the play. Coverage by Connor Bosma makes the tackle immediately. It'll be second down and four. Second and four, Three and, six on the play. and the Midland Warriors. First down and uh, pardon me, second down and four. After that short gain on the pass to the far side, now Oswald turns hands, and not much there for the running back. That is Max Wald again. Actually, might be a loss of a half yard on the play. It's going to set up third down and four.
7: Yeah, a nice job by the. Uh Dort defense. The linebackers are are getting very quick reads uh, in the run game and and being able to fill the hole and uh, get a tackle
4: for loss. Third down and four for Midland. Wind at their back. They're at their own 24-yard line. Fake the handoff. Pass out of the backfield. Pass is complete to McAllister. McAllister picks up more than enough for a first down out to the 37-yard line and that uh, gives Midland a new set of downs to work with with ten minutes and five seconds remaining in this first quarter. First down, boys. So first down and ten. That was McAllister, 5'10", 230 pounds. He got free, winds up as an H-back. Almost a tight end set, if you will, but he's in the backfield. Now they send a man in motion, handed off to Wald. Wald, the ball carrier, and Wald picks up four on the play. It's going to be second down and six. Second and six. I think getting a handful of jersey and pulling him down was Jake Buchelman that time. Yeah, and a
7: nice tackle because I think if uh, if he doesn't hang on there, that that might end up a big
4: play. Second down and six for Midland. Your quarterback is Oswald. Oswald, barking signals, send a man in motion. That's Wald. Back to pass is. Oswald. Oswald has a man open over the top, and that's going to go for six. Pass completed to Austin Daniels, and nobody's going to catch him. That'll go for 59 yards and a touchdown score. And the Midland Warriors are on the board first, leading six to nothing with 9.01 left to play here in the first quarter and starting to see you talking about having to honor the defense your safeties and line your safeties and linebackers can get left in coverage in not very opportune positions that's exactly what happened there yeah just the the
7: play action draws up the safeties and uh, they get the receiver in behind them and you know just a one-on-one and uh, you better uh, get some good hands on and stay with them but that he was wide open on the play
4: Camden Griffiths with the kick with the wind. It's up, it's good, and Midland has a 7-0 lead with 9 one left to play in the first quarter. Midland draws first blood. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, eighty-eight five. Back with more after this. Yeah. Place kicker Austin Heim kicks it long through the end zone. Sonderman looked like he was going to field it and then lets it go through the end zone. Dort will take over first down and 10 at their own 25-yard line, trailing 7-0. And for the defenders, if you don't put a score together here, you at least want to get some yards and uh, take some time off the clock with the wind in your face. Yeah, exactly. Mike, you want to...
7: You want to have a time-sustaining drive just to keep that clock moving to uh, get out of this first
4: quarter when you're going into the wind. Well, Noah Kleberg looked like he was going to try to run after the pocket started to collapse. Might have been a designed play, but there to bring him down almost immediately, that was Chase Lipsis. Lipsis leading the t- team with nine sacks and 11 tackles for loss. Gets another one there in second and 11. Pass incomplete intended for Jake Dodge. And that'll bring up third down and 11 now. And the defenders not in sync offensively so far. And Midland has been able to shut down the Dort running game initially, at least. Dort going to the air with the wind in their face. They've not completed a pass yet. And the defenders now facing third down and 11. Yeah, throwing, throwing into this strong wind, uh, you, you really have to get a lot of zip and keep a tight spiral. Handoff, Schoenhoven, Schoenhoven. Not much there. Maybe picks up a yard on the play. It's going to be fourth down, and the defenders will be forced to punt. And Midland's defense does the job as they don't allow Dort to move the football, and they will get the field. They will get the ball back in great field position.
7: Well, and, and really, other than the the turnover on the punt return by Midland, um, this first quarter is going exactly like they would have hoped. Forcing three and outs, forcing punts, uh, flipping the field, getting
4: good field position. Um, and using the wind in the passing game. So, Clayberg is back to punt once again, and they're giving him basically just 20 to 25 yards in terms of how far they think that punt will travel in the air. Fair catch called for near midfield by Midland's Austin Daniels, and that is where Midland will take over first down and 10 at their own 47-yard line. So, a 28-yard punt by Clayberg, and now Midland has it in good field position. Let's see what the defense for Dort can do here. Trailing 7-0 with 7.46 left to play in the first half quarter. First and 10 for Midland. Noah Oswald sends a man in motion. That's Daniels. And gave it to Daniels on the sweep. Daniels, 10-yard pickup on the play before he's finally brought down by Bosma. Actually, a 12-yard gain on the play. And Midland is in Dort territory at the 41-yard line. First down and 10 for Midland at the 41. Dort trailing 7-0. Yeah, and you can tell that's a play that Midland runs often because uh, just very good timing, and he gets to the edge quickly. Oswald keeps it himself after pulling it away from his running back, Wald. Oswald. Pickup of four on the play. It'll be second and six. Second and six. Well, you hope at some point, maybe on that mesh, that you'll get a miscue. But Midland pretty adept at running it. They haven't turned the ball over a lot this season. Second down and six. Right now Midland pretty balanced offensively coming into the game, and they have shown that balance here once again this afternoon. Did we have a flag thrown? I think they're, I don't know, if the clock got reset. It looks like they're, yeah.
7: it was. He was thinking it was a delay of game, but that would have been a pretty quick uh, play clock, so they reset it. No, no penalty on the play. Second down and six.
4: And Oswald takes the snap, hands it off to Wald. Wald tripped up. And making a tackle coming up was Quentin Murphy. And Murphy doesn't make that shoestring tackle. Waldo's off to the races. Instead, he's tackled a yard shor- short of the first down marker at the Dort 33-yard line, 32-yard line. It sets up third down and one for Midland. Had a match in there in four-down territory here. And uh, they can get pretty creative on this play if they would like. Third down and one. Noah Oswald. Sends a man in motion, that's Daniels. Fakes the handoff to Daniels, gives it to Wald. Wald stopped near the line of scrimmage, but his forward progress is going to give him a pickup of two on the play. It'll be first down and 10 for the Warriors at the Dort 30-yard line. Six minutes remaining. First quarter of play, Midland with a 7-0 lead, and they've got it in Dort territory. First and 10 for the Warriors. Oswald. Oswald looking to the sideline. 15 seconds on the play clock. And Orton needs to somehow flip the script on this, if you will. Back to pass is Oswald. Oswald had a man open out of the backfield. Now he's going to float it up over the top. Incomplete. On the coverage was the defenders. Marcus Whipper. And the pass falls incomplete in the end zone. It'll be second down and ten.
7: Yeah, and Midland... uh, Just taking a shot, you know, get a receiver on a double move, uh, trying to get the big play. Uh, Safe safe position on the field to do that because they might be looking at a four-down type of situation and being at the plus 30, uh, second and 10.
4: Second down and 10, back to pass Oswald. Oswald zips it on the far side. Pass is complete. That was Austin Daniels on the receiving end of that five-yard pickup. Make that a six-yard game. It'll be second down and four. Midland, beg your pardon, third down and four. Midland with it at the Dort 24 yard line. Oswald looking to the sideline again. Five minutes remaining here in the first quarter. First quarter that has moved along pretty rapidly. Dort trailing 7 0. Need to find a way here to keep Midland out of the end zone. Taking a two score lead. Midland generating some momentum here early on. Back to passes Oswald. Oswald passed to the 10, complete, and brought down Jalen Placid on the tackle, but not before the pass is completed to Brendan Gerlach, and Gerlach with a a first down, and then some all the way down inside the 10 at the 7-yard line before he is brought down, and Midland in business, first down and goal to go at the 7-yard line of the defenders. Yeah, and Midland doing a nice job of really spreading the ball around. Oswald. Hands it off to Wold. No, they went with the sweep. Beg your pardon, and it's Daniels. Daniels diving to the goal line. Did he get in? He did not. Stopped inside the one. It'll be second down and goal to go. Connor Bosma Bosma on the tackle for the defenders. But Midland knocking on the door, trying to make this a 13-0 lead. Trying to make it a two-score advantage. Midland has done what they have wanted. Now this is their second sustained drive of the football game after being stopped on and forced to punt on their first possession. Hand off up the middle, Max Wald, Wald into the end zone, touchdown. And the Midland Warriors have a 13-0 lead with 3.52 left to play in the first quarter. Midland has scored on two of their first three possessions and the defenders haven't been able to generate any offense going into the win thus far. Midland now the point after try and they will line up for the point after this is Camden Griffiths who will be kicking. Midland spreads things out initially seeing if they have any numbers or an advantage for a two-point try then they retreat and go to the point of the uh, kick and the kick is up and through and Midland has staked themselves to a 14-0 lead. 14 nothing our score Still 3.52 left to go in the first quarter. Back with more after this. Midland is kicking off. This is Austin Heim kicking with the wind. ski and Sonderman are back deep. and over end kick towards Sonderman, and that one goes through the end zone. That'll be a touchback for Dort. Dort will start first down and 10 at their own 25, trailing 14 to nothing. And I don't think we can overstress the importance right now of Dort putting together at least a drive that moves the football and takes some time off of the clock because the wind, a major factor here this afternoon.
7: Yeah, it's uh, definitely impacting the game, and and Midland so
4: far has taken advantage of it. First down and 10 for the defenders. Clayburg. Going to run a design sweep for him and nothing there for Kleberg. Tried to get to the edge and then is stopped at the line of scrimmage. No gain on the play. It will be second down and ten. Second and ten. Fake the handoff. Kleberg pitches over to Sconehoven. Sconehoven trying to get to the edge and Sconehoven takes a couple of shots before he is... Brought down at the 28-yard line. Short gain on the play. It's going to be third down.
7: Yeah, and Midland showing a little bit of team speed there in the second there as the, the backside safety is making the play on Um uh, Very, very close to the line of scrimmage.
4: Third down and seven, just a gain of a couple for Schoenhoven. So, Clayberg surveying. Three players set to the right, back to pass, Clayberg. Clayberg over the middle, incomplete, intended for jungling. Pass falls incomplete. It will be fourth down and seven, and Dort is forced to punt into the wind yet again, and Midland will get great field position with just 2.54 left to play here in the first quarter. So Midland will get good field position on this punt. Austin Daniels with his heels at his own 45-yard line. Clayberg punting this one away from his own twenty-eight. Dort's offense just struggling to get anything moving thus far, and the defenders trail. Uh-oh! And Clayberg goes airborne to get that one high end-over-end kick, and this is going to take a midland bounce. No, it'll take a Dort bounce to the fifty. Down to the 47-yard line, and that is where Midland will take over first down and 10 at the 47. That is a 25-yard punt into the wind. Very nearly could have been a disaster, but Clayburgh uh, goes airborne, comes down with the high snap, and gets it away. Midland takes over first down and 10 at their own 47. Well, that snap sailed.
7: Yeah, was really, really fortunate that Clayburgh was able to field that thing. Uh, he showed his vertical leap. Got the punt away. Uh,
4: now the defense has to make a stop. Noah Oswald, your quarterback, back to pass with the wind at his back. Throws to the far side, incomplete to Brendan Gerlach. That'll bring up second down and ten. One of the few times we have seen Midland go to the air on first down, feeling pretty confident about things at their own forty-seven. It'll be second down and ten.
7: Yeah, and they're they're probably thinking here we got two and a half, about two and a half minutes to take advantage of the wind, uh, we might see them with just keeping the ball in the air this drive and, uh, seeing how much time is left on the clock, uh, remaining in the first quarter
4: second down and 10 midland at their own 47 yard line man in motion out of the backfield is cannon they swing it over to cannon cannon gets a block and is tripped up and brought down by quentin murphy murphy pretty good job anticipating coming up from safety to make that stop gain of two on the play it'll be third down at eight yeah
7: and so far murphy's made some nice open field tackles um that's a big play right there forcing uh, midland into a third and third and long situation
4: Cannon, 512 yards of rushing offense this season. They also used him as a quarterback a little bit last year and um, using him more as strictly a running back this year. Third down and eight for Midland. Man in motion, that's Cannon again. And keeping it is Oswald. And Oswald is stopped for no gain up the middle. It will bring up fourth down and Midland will be punting. David Kakmerinsky on, on the tackle. And Midland will have it. For, will be punting, facing fourth down and eight near midfield.
7: Yeah, and Kent can't overstate enough that that's a huge stop for this dort defense uh most likely midlands last possession going with the wind here in the first half and uh at midfield getting the stop was huge
4: they'll punt and that one's going to sail through the end zone on the fly and it'll be first down and 10 for the defenders at their own 20. I was just going to say, Cabongo stationed at the 10. Anything over his head is going to sail. And that one nowhere close to staying in play. And Midland will send the defense onto the field. Now if you're Midland, do you use timeouts here? If you get Dort in a situation, force them to, I mean, if they can't move the ball, punt oh, yeah. into the wind one more time.
7: Without a doubt. that I think that would be a smart coaching move.
4: Clayberg. Turns, hands, gives to Schoenhoven. Schoenhoven straight ahead. And Levi Schoenhoven, a gain of five on the play. It'll be second down and five. Second and five for the defenders. So Dort, got to move the football here. Take some time off the clock. Get the wind at your back. This is Clayburgh. Pitches over to Schoenhoven. Schoenhoven trying to get to the edge. Maybe picks up one or two on the play. It will be third down. And three.
7: I'm really, uh, I'll be honest, Mike, I'm not sure why Midland's not using timeouts. And for that fact, why uh, Dort rushed into that play. You know, it's uh, there were almost 30 seconds left on the play clock.
4: Yeah, you want to get out of this quarter. Third down and four. Clayberg can take it down to about 18 seconds. Now they're taking their time. That was Schnell, actually, on the run, I believe, last time, or not. Schoenhoven, they hand it off to Schoenhoven. Schoenhoven moves the pile forward. Second effort, I believe he got it.
7: Yeah, great effort by Schoenhoven as
4: he just uh, used that senior strength to plow ahead for the first down. First down and 10 for the defenders. 10 seconds on the play clock, and I believe Dort's just going to let the clock run out. That would be the wise move here. Right on. Into the wind, get the wind at your back, and uh, through one quarter of play, Midland using the wind and moving the football well. It'll be first down and 10 for the defenders at their own 31-yard line when we begin the second quarter. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. We'll be back with the second quarter of play right after this. Noah Clayberg the carry, gains five on the play. It'll be second down and five as we resume play, and we're trying to chase down a few scores from around the conference. Obviously the big one for the conference championship being played in Orange City today. We'll give you those scores during our next break in the action. This game's scooting right along. They hand it off. I believe that's Sonderman, not Absolutely certain, but uh, certainly looked like him out of the backfield, and it was. Michael Sonderman, the freshman, picks up a couple on the play. It's going to be third down and a long three. Third down and three for the defenders at their own 38-yard line. Defenders now trying to pick up the pace offensively. Clayberg barking signals, as Sonderman and Sconhoven in the backfield with him. Jungling and Hubelhorst to the far side. And you've also got Warner lining up. And Jungling drops it on the Dort, trying for the jet sweep of their own, and Jungling mishandles the handoff. That's a loss of six on the play, and they'll bring up fourth down and nine, and Dort will be punting with the wind.
7: Yeah, just not able to get that rhythm going offensively so far. I thought uh, after converting, getting getting that first, first down, uh, maybe they'd get more in the rhythm, but uh, Midland doing a good job of keeping... Dorts offense off balance.
4: Clayburg is punting. He'll have the wind at his back. Ball is at the 31-yard line. That's the line of scrimmage. Clayburg bounces at the 35-yard line inside the 20 and it'll roll dead inside the 15 down at about the 12-yard line and that is where Midland will take over first down and 10 at their own 12. Midland with a 14 to nothing lead. Let's take a look at your scoreboard. Made possible by Fairway Meat and Grocery in Sioux Center. Fairway Meat and Grocery in Sioux Center, serving the community since 1991. In Orange City, Morningside leads Northwestern 9-7. to Jamestown leading Briarcliff 7 nothing. That's in Jamestown. Dakota Wesleyan leading Hastings 14-0. And in the game you're listening to on KDCR Midland, leading Dort 14-0. Midland with a football in their own territory at their own 12 to start. First down and 10 for the Warriors. Let's see if they're able to move the ball into the wind with any regularity. fake the jet sweep keeping it as Oswald. Oswald upended by Murphy at about the 25 yard line. That's a gain of 13 on the play and on the jet, the fake to the jet sweep, the uh, player got buried at about the 3 yard line. And it'll be first down and 10 for the Warriors at their own 25 but shaken up on the play I believe that's Austin Daniels who uh, got hit pretty hard after they faked it to him. And it'll be first down and 10 for the Warriors when we resume play. You're listening to KDCR, Sioux Center, 88.5. Some of the businesses who make these broadcasts possible include Borensons of Boyden, handling gravel and excavation needs. On the web at Borensons.com, that all settles you'll appreciate their quality service. Actually, that was not Austin Daniels, who they faked the jet sweep to. That's number 85, and I believe that's a freshman who... uh, Returned a kick as well already. That's Zane Gunter, Gunter, five seven hundred seventy-five pounds from Olton, Texas. Nope, wrong roster. Eighty-five. That's Antoine Dorsonville. That is he did return a kick earlier. Five eight one sixty from Miami. Shaken up on the play, and uh, he's not moving real fast as he goes off off to the uh, sideline. Thirteen minutes remaining. First half of play, Midland leading 14-0. So Midland with a football, first down and 10 at their own 25-yard line. Wind in their face, Gary Cannon in the backfield along with Oswald. Send a man in motion. They give it to Cannon. Cannon trying to bounce to the outside and Cannon, short gain on the play. It'll be second down and eight. Bueckleman on the tackle. Also on the tackle for the defenders, I believe Sam Warner got there. It'll be second down and seven, so a gain of three. And Midland taking their time with the wind in their face. Obviously with a two-score lead, they're going to try to shorten the game as much as possible, especially when they are working into the wind. Two receivers set to the far side. man in motion, they bring the tight end to the far side as well. Fake the handoff, pass it to that tight end. Pass is complete. First down yardage on the completion to Brendan Gerlach. And Gerlach has turned into a favorite receiver for Noel Oswald here this afternoon. Did not come into the game as one of the leading receivers for Midland, but he's got a couple of grabs at least already. And Midland has it first down and 10 at their own 38-yard line. Handoff Cannon. Cannon. In the open field, he's to the 45 to the 50, and Midland mixing things up off with uh, the run and the pass, and moving the football with regularity now into the wind as well, and the defenders need to find an answer.
7: Yeah, and that's the thing with with balanced offenses you can't you can't do a whole lot uh, scheme wise in terms of selling out to stop one or the other.
4: Short gain on the play for Midland. That's Cannon again. Gain of two. It'll be second down and eight. Thus far, Midland on the ground. 52 yards of rushing offense. 112 in the air, including that 59-yard touchdown toss. So second down and eight. Football at the 48-yard line. Back to pass, Oswald. Oswald pass over the top. Incomplete. And falls incomplete, intended again for Gerlach. And that'll bring up third down and eight.
7: Yeah, and uh, really fortunate for Dort that Oswald couldn't get a little bit more more on that ball, a little bit better accuracy, because uh, he had his receiver open uh, behind the defense and uh, potential scoring play that uh, Dort was able to dodge the bullet there.
4: David Kak Marinsky shaking up on the play. Dort's trainer Chris Fagerness out from the sideline to talk with the junior defensive lineman. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. Let's take a break and be back right after this. It'll be third down and eight. David Kak Marinsky helped off of the field, favoring his right leg. So he will be out for a while at least. Third down and eight for the Warriors. Indoor territory at the 48-yard line. Back to pass. Pass over the top. Incomplete. Whipper on the coverage. And with 10.38 left to go in the first half, that pass falls incomplete. And it'll be fourth down, and it does look like they're going to look at the ankle of David Kak Obviously, the first fear is always the knee, but uh, right now, at least, they're going to look at the ankle.
7: Yeah, and hopefully he'll be able to get it taped up, and hopefully it's not too serious, and he can get back involved in the game today.
4: Nathan Cabongo will let the line drive kick drop. Midland will cover it at the 23 yard line. And with Midland leading 14 to nothing, the defenders will have the football at their own 23. And uh, time for the defenders to put together a scoring drive here. The longer this game stays at 14 to nothing, the more it'll feel like you begin to try to just dodge bullets. Dort needs to put some pressure on this Midland team.
7: Yeah, and uh, just got to get into a rhythm. Uh, Maybe you'll see them uh, pick up
4: tempo even more. Uh, just to try to get things going. Rolling right as Clayberg steps up in the pocket, throws over the top. It's underthrown. Jungling comes down with it, though, at the 40-yard line. So Jungling comes back, makes the grab in Midland territory at the 40-yard line. Not bad coverage, actually, by Midland's Christian Harmon, but Jungling able to wrestle the ball away from him in the air and comes down with a pass completion.
7: Yeah, initially, Jungling had a step or two, and uh, tough to get a lot on it.
4: But uh, Jungling came up with the ball. Hand off to Schoenhoven. Schoenhoven gains three on the play. It will be second down and seven. And if you're Dort, you just need, uh, you you can't allow this to grow at all beyond where we're at right now at 14 to nothing. See if they can uh, put a scoring drive together here. 9.54 left to go in the half. Handoff Schoenhoven. Schoenhoven beyond the 25 to the, tw- uh, pardon me, the thirty-five to the thirty-four-yard line. Short gain on the play. It's going to set up third down, and it looks like five. Yeah, and you're definitely on that in
7: that part of the field where uh, Dort's probably thinking about two downs here to
4: pick up that five yards. Third down and five for the defenders. Clayberg has Schoenhoven behind him. Fakes the handoff, pitches it, right side. Schnell. Schnell to the 30. And it passed the 30 to the 25-yard line. And that's all started with the fake up the middle to Schoenhoven, which took some defenders. And then they ran the option to Schnell on the far side. First down for the defenders at the 25-yard line.
7: Yeah, and just a nice job of getting to the edge, and the safeties were not able to get there.
4: And Off up the middle, short gain on the play. Well, actually a gain of four. And there have been times where Dort's offensive line simply does what they do and that's able to move the line of scrimmage and then other times Midland's able to uh really limit that play but that time Dort picks up three or four it'll be second down and six. Well, you know and those guys up
7: front those offensive linemen they want to get into a rhythm too and uh They're starting to feel it
4: a little bit now after picking up a couple first downs. Second down and six, handoff, Schoenhoven. Schoenhoven weaving his way forward, and he picks up another three yards on the play. It's going to set up a manageable third down and three. Third down and three. Dort needs the 15-yard line for a first down. Clayberg, your quarterback for the defenders. Hands it off to Schoenhoven. Schoenhoven on the second effort. Maybe his forward progress within a yard of the marker, and that's it. It's going to bring up fourth down and a big play here defensively for Midland. And the defenders, or do they go for points here with the wind at their back? Eight minutes left to play. First half, Dort facing a fourth down, and I'm going to call it two. Yeah, and I think if it was a a one-score game, maybe you you think about
7: the kick, Uh, but uh, being down 14... Uh, Dort needs a touchdown to get back into this game, and so they're going to go for it here.
4: Midland is going to burn a timeout, leading fourteen to nothing with seven forty-six remaining in the half. Back with the more after this. This is Dort football on KDCR. Fourth down and two, big play here for the defenders trying to sustain this drive. Schoenhoven will line up to the right of Clayberg. Schnell is behind him. Fourth down and two. Man in motion is jungling. Back to pass, Klayberg. Klayberg's going to float it up for Sconehoven, and Sconehoven is held in the end zone. This will be an automatic first down for the defenders. That'll move the chains and keep the drive alive for Dort. So we will see if it's a hold or a pass interference call. I can't see how it's any other call than that. Offense and defense both staying on the field.
7: I would think with with the ball in the air uh, is when the flag flew, so I would think that would be pass interference. Uh, yeah, defensive uh, secondary player just getting a little bit too
4: handsy with Scone downfield. It'll be first down and 10 for the defenders if all this plays out the way we think it will. Pass interference against... Midland, half the distance to the goal. Oh, no. Actually,
7: put it on the. We'll put it on the two here with the
4: penalty taking place in the end zone, I believe. So it'll be first down and goal to go for the defenders at the two. Defenders will empty the backfield. Got three receivers set to the left, one to the right. That's Jungling. Clayberg is your quarterback. Clayberg, back to pass. Floats it for Jungling and Jungling. Unable to come down with it. Pass falls incomplete. It'll be second down and goal to go, again, from the two-yard line.
7: Yeah, and Jungling has a little bit of a height advantage um, out there against uh, number seven, Woodle, for Midland. And Klayberg trying to take advantage
4: of that. Klayberg keeps it himself, and Kleyberg maybe picks up one yard. It'll be second down. Beg your pardon, third down and goal to go from the one, and Noah getting up a little bit slowly that time. It's going to be third down and goal to go at the one-yard line. 7.20 remaining here in the uh, the first half. Defenders trailing 14 to nothing. See if the defenders can muscle one in here. Trailing 14 to nothing, critical point of the football game right now. Send a man in motion, that's jungling. Hand off Skonhoven and Skoenhoven angles off to the right, and Levi Skonehoven into the end zone for the touchdown, his 10th rushing touchdown of the season, and the defenders are on the board, trailing 14-6. to 14-6 to hour score. You're listening to KDCR, Sioux Center, 88-5.
7: Yeah, nice job by Skoenhoven I'm showing some patience down there. It's so tempting being that close to the, the goal line to just hammer forward uh, but he let things clear out. Uh, big seemed to run through, and he walked in for the touchdown.
4: Point after try on the way is up and through. Brett Zachman splits the uprights, and the defenders making a game of it. They trail 14-7. You're listening to Dort football on KDCR 88.5. Back with more after this. 14-7, defenders trailing by 7. Dort kicking off with the wind. The defenders getting a... One-yard touchdown run from Levi Schoenhoven. Schoenhoven with 34 yards on 13 carries. Been pretty tough going so far for Dort on the ground. Just 42 yards thus far on 23 total carries. Zachman is kicking. His team trailing 14-7. End-over end kick, a line drive kick. This will be taken in the end zone and taking a knee for Midland is Quincy Nichols. And Midland will take over first down and 10 at their own 25-yard line. 14-7, to defenders trailing by 7. 6.58 left to play in the half, so plenty of time. Let's see if Dort's defense can uh, limit Midland. Just checking to see David Kakmierinski not back on the field. And instead... Your defensive end is Jonathan Carter, number 53. Also, Ostenink in the game as well for the defenders right now. Defenders, three down linemen. Man in motion. They hand it off to the man in motion. Pursuit by Bosma. Now Murphy misses on the tackle, and he's off to the races. That's Austin Daniels. Daniels to the 30, to the 20, and dragged down inside the 15-yard line, down near the 10, finally by Nathan Cabongo. So that jet sweep and Austin Daniels made a couple of men miss early, and then it was off to the races, and Midland has foot the field, and they're threatening to answer the Dort touchdown with a score of their own into the win, 643 remaining in this half. Yeah, and Dort having a chance to, to make a play at or
7: near the line of scrimmage and uh, just a good open field move, cutting back
4: against the green, and uh, just a solid run. They hand it off to Wold. Wold, nothing there. Wold, his knee down at the 15-yard line. He's trying to sell it that he kept his knee off of the ground as his forearm hit. But a loss of three on the play for Wold. That'll bring up second down and 13. 6-12 remaining. First half of play, defenders trailing 14-7. Midland, though, knocking on the door. Indoor territory at the 15-yard line. It's second down and 13. So a loss of three on the play. Send a man in motion. Back to pass, Oswald. Oswald's pass complete, but Cabongo knocks Whoa. him down, and now they're going to rule it incomplete as the ball comes out. At the end of the play, Quincy Nichols unable to hang on to it. That'll bring up third down and 13.
7: Yeah, and just nice play by
4: of separating the man from the ball. Football is at the 15-yard line. Austin Daniels back on the field after that long run. 15 seconds on the play clock. Noah Oswald looking to the sideline. Line of scrimmage is the 15. They need the three for a first down. They hand it off to to Daniels. Daniels stiff arms a man and is pushed out of bounds inside the 10, down near the seven-yard line. Short of the first down by three yards. They're going to mark him out at the six. So it will be fourth down and three for Midland deep indoor territory. Now decision time for the Warriors. Do you send your kicker Camden Griffiths onto the field? Try to extend this to a 10 point ball game. Kicking into the wind. This would be relatively short field goal try but they're going to go for it here. Fourth down and three. Midland Oswald barking signals they're going to take it down to one second and now call the time out. So, Midland calls a timeout. They're second of the first half. Facing fourth down and three. They'll think about it a little more. Back with more after this. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Well, Midland, I thought they might bring their kicking team onto the field. Instead, they're going to stay with the offense. Noah Oswald. Noah Oswald empties the backfield. Send a man in motion. That's Wald. They pitch it. Pass back to Oswald. Nearly picked off, and it falls incomplete in Midland. Last game of the year, you may as well yeah. empty the playbook. And if the if, uh, the if uh, Daniels is able to make that pass with a little more on it, they might get six out of it. Instead, the pass falls incomplete, and credit the Dort linebacking crew. They were pretty close on that play.
7: Yeah, you know, Dort stealing a play out of the Philadelphia Eagles playbook there. And, uh, yeah, Potential for a big play, but
4: almost ended up being a pick six going the other way for Dort. Fourth, uh, they turn it over on downs. Clayburg stops, pass, sails on him, incomplete intended for jungling. And it's going to bring up second down and ten for the defenders with the wind at their back at their own seven-yard line to start with after forcing Midland to turn it over on downs. 449 left to play in a fast-moving first half of football.
7: Yeah, and even that decision by Midland down there, do they make that early in the season or is that a last game of the season type of decision? Clayburgh pass over the
4: middle, complete to Sconehoven, off to the races, 35-40, 45-50, and dragged down at the 40-yard line as the defenders fake the handoff to Sconehoven and then he gets free out of the backfield. No one picked him up for Midland and Clayburgh floats it to him, pass, complete all the way down to the midland 40 yard line.
7: Yeah, great play call. Um, you know, that's tough on a defense cuz you really don't account for that with I would consider a fullback on on dive going straight up the field and Clayburg uh, laid it out there nicely for him.
4: Clayburg back to pass, plants, throws has Jungling, passes caught by Jungling inside the five down at the 2 yard line and Levi Jungling might be hurt on the play. Nope, just excited the way it looks. I think a little shaken that, up, you know, that shoulder that's left shoulder, left that's shoulder again. Yeah. And its pass is complete, and Levi jungling off to the sideline as well. Remember, he missed a few games early in the year with that shoulder problem. And the defenders now first down and goal to go at the three. Well,
7: I, I think just one of those types of injuries,
4: give Levi a little time. He'll walk this one off and be back in the game. First down and goal to go for the defenders at the 3, 4:14 remaining. Well, we said the wind would be a factor early in the game and it has been. Now Midland they very well could have scored that third touchdown of the half, but they didn't. Dort defense was able to hold, and now the defender's threatening to potentially tie this. First down and goal to go. Inside the five, down at the three after the diving catch by Jungling. And Dort nothing fancy here. They're going to have Clayberg walk into the end zone. He angles it towards the sideline. And the Dort offensive line pulling out and getting the blocks. A wall of black. As Clayburg walks into the end zone from three yards out, and the defenders have a chance to tie it here, trailing 14-13 with a point after on the way. 14-13. Brett Zachman on to attempt the point after try. Made his first one. He'll kick it out of the hold of Tyler Reynolds. Zachman, the freshman from Leesburg, Florida, Snap is down, kick is up, and the all-important point after is through the uprights, and we've got a whole new game, 14-14. The defenders, a couple of big pass plays with the wind at their back. They knotted up, 14-all, back with a more after this. Football blows off the tee as we get set for Zachman's kickoff. We had thought the wind was going to die down some this afternoon, but so far it has not. Still significantly out of the south. Dort has tied it up at 14-14, to and that one easily through the end zone. It'll be first down and 10 for the Midland Warriors at their own 25-yard line, and the defenders now in a position, three timeouts remaining. If you can get a play or two where you hold Midland, you might be thinking about using a timeout to force them to punt Absolutely. into the wind.
7: Yeah, it is. it is definitely a field position factor. Uh, and the win's a factor in the kicking game. So um, look for Dort to do that probably
4: on second or third down. If they can hold Midland here, Oswald back to pass. Rolling right. Pass is incomplete. And incidental contact they rule between Whipper and the intended receiver, Colby Stevens, And that'll bring up second down and 10. Plenty
2: and I think of... the,
7: the, the difference there is he... You know, as a defensive back, you have your back, your your eyes back on the quarterback, so he doesn't see the receiver coming. You know, had he not had his head back, um, probably would have been pass interference, but just like you said, incidental contact.
4: Pass falls incomplete. It'll be second down and ten. Send a man in motion. That is Wold. Wold to the edge, and Wold is going to be brought down after a short gain on the play. Maybe picks up five on the play. It's going to be second down. Pardon me, third down and five. And Dort thus far not using time. They must feel like if they can get it back here without using timeouts, save those timeouts potentially for when you have the football. Third down and five. And if you get a stop here, obviously you can still use the timeout to preserve the clock.
7: Yeah, so what will, what will Midland do here? Do you keep it on the ground and uh, either force Dort to use a timeout if you don't pick up the first down, or
4: do they throw for it? I think they're going to throw for it and looking for a first down. They fake the handoff, rolling right is Oswald. Oswald pass nearly picked off. Three defenders around that football as it drops to the ground, intended for Brendan Gerlach, and the pass falls incomplete. It'll be fourth down and five, and Oswald, we haven't seen him take many real big chances, but that time he threw it into a triangle of Dort defenders.
7: Yeah, and, uh, you know, thinking about time management and clock there, two two of the downs, they throw the ball, and uh, incomplete passes, stop the clock. With just run, one run play, Dort's going to have plenty of time to work with here.
4: Fourth down and five, on, go at his own 45-yard line. Nothing silly here. Don't run into the kicker or anything like that. Wendell knock that one down, and Kabongo fields it at the 40-yard line. It'll be first down and 10 for the defenders at their own 40. And you call that Levi jungling back on the field for the defenders after getting shaken up on that diving grab. It'll be first and 10 for the defenders at their own 40.
7: Well, you can just imagine what's going through Levi's mind here. It's the last game of the season. It's it's going to t- take a lot to keep him off the field.
4: And it's been a frustrating year, especially with that shoulder injury early on this year. Handoff up the middle, and Skonhoven plows forward for four yards. It'll be second down and six with 253 remaining. So ski out on the field, stationed to the left of Clayberg. Schoenhoven is behind Clayberg. Klayberg Will keep it himself, and they close fast. Clayburg thought that he might have a little bit of room to run, and some of that is set up by the linebackers staying home in the middle. Clayburg's got to make a decision, and the defensive lineman tracks him down from behind.
7: Yeah, and uh, yeah, just you don't see that many guys making a tackle on Clayburg like that. Uh, uh, just a pretty solid defensive effort.
4: Third down and two for the defenders near midfield. Clayburg, your quarterback. Clayburg turns fakes the handoff, pitches it, left side, this is Schnell, Schnell loses the football, fumbles it, where are they going to mark him? They're going to mark him out of bounds, actually not where the football down. went out, but they're going to mark him out of bounds, must have been out of bounds as the football came out, it'll be a first down for the defenders the way it is marked right now, now they're conversing though.
7: Now this is, this is the, the head lineman's call, I, I
4: Yeah, that's what I, yeah. I initially when they marked him. I thought, well, okay, he must be out of bounds. But if he was he ruled in bounds when contact occurred, it's going to be fourth down and one now at the 49. And Dort's going to go for it. 158 remaining in the half. Clayberg barking signals, a little bit of movement, not enough for Dort to get a free play out of it though. It'll be fourth down and one now. Clayberg checking off at the line of scrimmage. Nine seconds on the play clock. Clayberg and Dort has a timeout remaining, and they'll use it. So the defenders facing fourth down and one.
7: Oh, they took the penalty instead of getting the timeout. Gonna punt it away
4: here. Well, that does surprise me just a little bit. I thought they would. Oh, uh... pretty, pretty risky place
7: to go for okay. it, I think in this situation I given that that even after this punt Dort will have their uh three timeouts maybe they'll use them on the defensive end and hope to get the ball back yet before the end of the half
4: so it'll be fourth down and 6 the defenders take a delay of game Clayberg will be at his own 30 yard line or so line of scrimmage is the 44 beg your pardon so line of scrimmage is the 44 Clayberg is punting Good snap. Clayberg angling it right at the return man. He hesitates momentarily and is brought down almost immediately. That's Daniels. Daniels at the 20-yard line, and that is where Midland will take over. First down and 10 at their own 20 with our score tied, 14-14. So Midland has shown themselves to be a dangerous offensive team. They'll have one more possession here before the half ends. Moved the football well on their last possession, just held out of the end zone. Noah Oswald is your quarterback for the Midland Warriors. He's a senior. Hands it off to Daniels. Daniels has a blocker in front of him. Now he's 10 yards downfield, 12 yards downfield, and brought down at the 33-yard line. Now Midland is down to their final timeout, so they've got to try to work their way down the field into the wind without the benefit of a timeout. And both teams almost get the sense that they might be willing to get to halftime, tied 14-14, to and try to regroup and make some adjustments for the second half of play.
7: Yeah, and Dort just has not had an
4: answer for the fly sweep so far on that. Hand off up the middle with it. Again, this is Wold, Max Wold on the carry. Under the 45-yard line, under a minute to go in this half. Now, into the wind like this morning. Pardon me, Midland can't take a shot down the field, if you will, but they can throw it 10 to 20 yards, and they've shown that they can do some damage that way. Send a man in motion, right to left, handoff, and far side forced out of bounds, running to the sideline is Quincy Nichols and Nichols.
7: Yeah, and he gets out of bounds to stop the clock.
4: Thirty-three seconds left. Right at midfield. Tied up 14 to 14. This is a big drive here to close the first half. Dort will in all likelihood be receiving the kick to start the second half of play. They deferred their decision to the second half. Send a man in motion. They hand it off to Nichols again. And Quincy Nichols, forced out of bounds, maybe picks up four on the play. It'll be third and one, 28 seconds remaining.
7: Yeah, and I think that four-yard run play was
4: the least they've gotten on the on the fly sweep so far today. Third down and one, football at the 46-yard line of Dort. Dort's defensive lineman trying to get aligned. We miss David Kak in these situations because the academic old district player knows which gaps he's got to be filling. Pitch over to Wald. Wald driven out of bounds by Bosma on the far side. Preserving time as well as he's forced out of bounds. 23 seconds on the clock. Football now at the Dort 43-yard line.
7: Yeah, and Midland has had success running the ball here uh, on this drive, but you know are they doing that at at their own peril not giving themselves enough time to to score
4: everything is yeah everything for dort defensively basically i think the 15 yard line is kind of the magic number in terms of where midland could potentially kick a field goal from and now with the clock stopped dort will use a timeout may as well use the timeout with the clock stopped to make an adjustment And I think we're getting the uh, news on David Gakmarinski right now as well. Uh, He's on crutches, ice on the outside of his foot. I would imagine the junior from Pella is done for the day and in effect ending his season. And Midland will have it first down and ten at the 43-yard line of Dort when we resume play. Now, coming up at halftime, we'll be checking in our Where Are They Now segment, and uh, interesting, uh, our first Where Are They Now segment that we had, I believe that was nearly two years ago. It was the first game of the 2017 season, and our feature was John Heefner, and we're going to pull that one out because uh, John made some interesting comments in that of what he saw could happen moving forward with Dort football. It's amazing how many things he got right, so uh, stay tuned for that as uh, we pull that one out of the archives. First down and 10 for Midland. After the timeout. back to pass. Pass over the middle is intercepted. Coming up with it is Jalen Placide at the 22 yard line, and the defenders will take it. First down and 10 at their own 18. Jalen Placide Coming up, making his fourth interception of the year, he now shares team honors with Connor Bosma. It'll be Dort football, first down and 10 at their own 23. A couple of timeouts left and in, uh, in all yeah. likelihood. I'm thinking you maybe just try to run and see if you can break a play. We'll see. Coaching staff doesn't always do what I think they should do.
7: Yeah, how, how aggressive do you want to be here before half? That's, that's the question.
4: Clayburg throws, passes, tipped, incomplete, and friendly fire. Midlands got one of their corners, I believe, hit his own player. That's Ashton Ellis shaken up. It's going to be second down and 10 with 14 seconds remaining. May just want to take a knee now and get to halftime. <laughs> I, I think that's what we're thinking, and I think uh, I see
7: Levi Junglin say, hey, just uh, send me deep and throw yep. one up. <laughs>
4: I was going to say that might be the best option. And uh, Noah Clayberg in the open field, twenty-five, stays in bounds, and he is brought down at the twenty-seven-yard line. That's four hard-earned yards, and that's going to be the end of the half. Our score at halftime: Dort fourteen, Midland fourteen. The wind has been a significant factor. All four touchdowns this afternoon have been scored with the wind at the back of the offense. So now we go to halftime. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. Stay tuned. Up next,
0: Where Are They Now? This is Where Are They Now on KDCR 88.5 FM and KDCR885.com. I'm your host, Christian Zylstra. Where They Now? is made possible on KDCR by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Hull, a Grinnell Mutual member. Providing property protection to Northwest Iowa farmers and homeowners since 1886 trust in tomorrow. We have another throwback edition of Where They Now? for you. Today, I thought it would be a good idea as the Defenders try to secure their single-season record eighth win. Why don't we toss it back to the very first Where Are They Now episode with the very first head coach in Dord football program history? He's currently coaching football at Denison High School in Denison, Texas, throwing it back to our very first ever episode of Where Are They Now? Here's Coach John Hevener. How did you come about becoming the head football coach at Dor? Like what was the process of events that led to you taking that position for five seasons and four of those as a varsity head coach?
6: When I was at Missouri State, I had a a good friend of mine, a guy who's still my friend and who's still in in Springfield, Missouri, named Chad Gehring. He was coaching at Evangel, and I was at Missouri State, and we always, you know, as you're a young coach, you always talk about being a head coach, and, you know, he was at a Christian school, and he'd heard that, you know, Dort was hiring and starting a program, and, you know, he kind of told me about it, and I thought, well, that sounds pretty interesting, you know, it sounds like it may be a good fit and something I would like to do. And then I kind of figured out where it was, and way up in northwest Iowa. And I'll be honest with you, I was like, "No, nah, I don't think that's going to work." <laughs> you know, I <I'll> probably, <laughs> I probably need to get farther south and farther north. But you know, I was I was really fortunate. I was just at a time, you know, our head coach at Missouri State had just gotten fired, and you know, we were, I was in the process of, you know, looking for a job. And it was interesting because I just happened to have, you know, some time where I was getting paid out my contract and just had time to sit down and really think through what I would do if I had an opportunity to start a football program. So, you know, once Chad told me that and I saw it was in northwest Iowa, I kind of hesitated, but, you know, I kind of kept coming back to it. And, um, you know, ultimately, as I began to kind of find out more about the school and and more about the perspective and those things, you know, it just seemed like a place that I would like to be. And then it was funny, you know, I said I'd never heard of Dorky. But my pastor in Springfield, you know, where I was going to church, I was going to interview at Dort. And he said, Well, where are you going to interview? I said, Oh, this tiny little school up in Iowa. You wouldn't know anything about it. And he was like, Well, tell me the name of the school. And I was like, Dort College. And he said, Well, I graduated from there. So my pastor in Springfield, you know, actually uh, attended Dort. So that, that connection kind of came after I'd already had the interview. But, you know, it, again, things just kind of pieced together. It was a really unique time for me just uh, having time to, you know, research things. And, you know, in football, you know jobs change fast and things move quick and I really had a chance to be patient with this and so you know really without that opportunity to have some patience it probably never would happen
0: you ended up taking the job you coached five seasons at four for those as a competitive varsity program and kind of taking into account some of what you just said what you wanted to accomplish how do you feel you did I mean obviously obviously you want to win football games but when you're starting a program it's about a lot more than that no
6: Well, I I think, you know, and and this is the thing that that just makes it so hard, is as much as you know in your mind it's more than about winning, and as much as you know in your mind that that particular phase of the football program, you know, it just realistically, there probably weren't going to be a lot of wins, not winning still makes it tough, you know, And, and not because winning's everything, but because the dynamic of a team having confidence and energy and enthusiasm and all those things, you know over time that's tied to some success on the field. And so obviously when I, you know I was 29 years old whenever I took that job and I'm 41 now, you know having a having a little more wisdom as I look back, I'm I'm very proud of what we accomplished. I mean, I, I think the reality is, is is I was placed there at a time, you know to build the foundation and um you know at the end of the day, you know 20 years from now when the whole building's up, you know nobody's going to be able to see the foundation and nobody's going to know what it took to put the foundation down but you know you couldn't have the rest of the building without it so i, I really think we really accomplished the main goal that probably dr zalesford and rick vanderberg and you know everybody had you know we just kind of created a foundation that allowed the community to say hey we can have football here and this can work um, and, and of course not that it was perfect but you know i'm really proud of what we did i mean we brought great kids on campus i think you know when i was hired enrollment numbers were down and those kind of things and and by the time I left I think we had close to the highest enrollment in school history and that has just continued and of course that's not just because of football but uh you know I think that's an important piece of it and you know obviously it was tough not to win and and uh you know that drains you as a competitor and those kind of things but I just I was chosen for the first phase and you know now Coach Penner hopefully he's got a little bit better foundation to stand on as he moves forward because I know he's done a great job and will continue to do so.
0: In 2014, you joined Southeastern Oklahoma State University as a quarterbacks coach and wide receivers coach. And then it was a year later that you also took on the role of kind of a recruiting coordinator. What about the university? What about the Savage Storm kind of drew you to the school and to the program? And how have you enjoyed your time there as both a coach and a professor?
6: Where I went to school at East Central, Southeastern was our big rivalry. We have the longest running Division II football rivalry uh, between East Central and Southeastern. So obviously as a player and, you know, as a coach at East Central, I competed against Southeastern and I competed against our head coach, Bo Atterbury, who was was coaching at Southeastern. So I knew Coach Atterbury and, you know, I, I didn't think I had any intention on moving again or getting back into college. I knew it was going to take somebody I could really believe in and I could go work for that I really liked and admired. And so he gave me a call kind of out of the blue and, and asked if I'd have any interest in, in coming down. And I thought, You know this is one of those guys that might make me you know consider getting back into the college game and and I'm obviously uh, I'm familiar with the community of Durant where Southeastern's located and so I felt comfortable at least looking into it and you know I love Coach Atterbury came down you know things went really really well in the interview and my wife's mom lives about 45 minutes from here so you know again it was just kind of one of those things that you know the dominoes fell into place and it seemed to make sense but you know our time here has been great I mean our first year here, you know, they've they had four or five losing seasons in a row. Our first year we came back and, you know, we went to a bowl game and then, you know, we've had a winning season every year. We're the winningest program in the state of Oklahoma in Division Two since we came back. You know, because of Coach Atterbury's leadership, we've been able to, to turn this program around and it's really been a great experience and, you know, it's been a lot of fun winning and, you know, just getting to be around a group of coaches and players that, you know, are like-minded and, and love football and life. And, uh, you know, but Coach Atterbury's leadership is just tremendous so it's been a blast because of him
0: do you ever pay attention much to how door football's doing now and if so i mean i don't know do you feel proud in any way or does it warm your heart at all knowing you kind of played a role in helping get that program off the ground and get that thing started
6: oh absolutely you know i mean at the end of the day two of my three kids were born there in, in iowa and you know my oldest son he was born in oklahoma but he grew up in iowa and so you know, every Saturday, my kids have the, the Dort game online if it's available, and, and I'm not playing. So it's still very important in our house. And, I mean, we sit around and, you know, we put it on the TV if it's online. So we're still pretty fully invested in what's going on up there. And, yeah, we are proud. I mean, like last year, we were so fired up for Coach Penner and, and seeing the program move forward. And, you know, that, that's a huge part of our life. And, yeah, we, we keep up with it, you know we're pretty big fans and I knew coach Pinner from his time at Northwestern and he and I have stayed in touch you know even when he was at Malone and those kind of things so you know he and I have been close really you know even prior to him being at Dork so I, I know that he is just the perfect guy you know to take this thing to the next level and I'm really really excited for him and, and just love seeing what he's doing and yeah we're certainly still very invested and in, you know we still feel the sting when there's a loss and we still get really excited when there's a win
0: that sounds like a football coach right there all right, well, that's all I have for you, Coach Hevener. Thank you again very much for your time. I know Dort's really grateful for all the great work you did here and getting this football program off the ground, and good luck this season.
6: Well, hey, I appreciate it. And, you know, I, I've got to mention a few people here. I'm so thankful and blessed, to you know, getting to work with Rick Vanderberg and, and Glenn Bauma, and, you know, there were so many wonderful people there that – you know, I mean, just really, you know, for our family to get to come up to Sioux Center and be around those kind of people and and see how the world can work when it's working really well has been such a blessing. So, you know, our our time there influenced us so much, and we we miss it so much. And, you know, please, if you're out there listening, thank you to everybody uh, who who supported us when we were there.
0: Once again, this is a throwback edition of Aware of the Now on KDCR 88.5 FM and KDCR885.com. I'm your host, Christian Zylstra. Where They Now? is made possible by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Hull, a Cornell Mutual member, providing property protection to Northwest Iowa farmers and homeowners since 1886 trust in tomorrow. That interview comes back from 2017. Coach Evener now at Denison High School in Denison, Texas. That'll do it for this throwback edition of Where Are They Now? You're listening to KDCR, your home for defender athletics.
4: You're listening to KDCR, Sioux Center, 88.5. We're at halftime. Midland and Dort tied 14-14. Wind has been a significant factor as all four touchdowns scored this afternoon have been with the wind at the offense's back. Now, Midland had an opportunity to score deep in Dort territory into the wind and it decided to go for it on fourth down rather than kick a field goal, and uh, they ended up unable to convert on that fourth down try. Here's how we've arrived at this 14 to 14 point. Midland went five plays, 82 yards, capped by a Noah Oswald to Austin Daniels touchdown pass for 59 yards to make it seven to nothing with 9:01 left to play in the first quarter. With 3:52 left to go in the first quarter, Maximus Wall that took a handoff and went one yard for the touchdown to cap a nine-play, 53-yard drive to make it 14 to nothing. At the end of the first quarter, Dort got on track with a Levi Skoenhoven one-yard touchdown plunge, capping a ten-play, seventy-six-yard drive, helped by a pass interference call in the end zone as well that prolonged the drive. Dort trails fourteen to seven, and then Noah Clayberg, quarterback keeper, went around the left edge, capping a nine a four-play, ninety-four-yard drive, highlighted by a couple of the pass plays to Levi Skoenhoven and Levi jungling, and the uh, defenders tied at fourteen to fourteen. And that's how the half ended. The defender so far, 28 carries, 57 yards. Midland, 24 carries, 177 yards. Midland, 112 yards of passing offense. Dort, 127. Dort, 3 of 9 passing. Midland, 7 of 17. Total offense... Forty-one plays from scrimmage for two hundred eighty-nine yards for Midland. Dort thirty-seven plays from scrimmage for one hundred eighty-four yards. Levi Sconehoven fourteen carries for thirty-eight yards and a touchdown. Reese Schnell four carries for fifteen yards. Noah Clayberg three of nine passing for one hundred twenty-seven yards and fifty-four. A long of fifty-four. Two of his completions to Levi Junkling for seventy-three yards. Sconehoven one catch for fifty-four yards. For Midland, Austin Daniels five carries for 105 yards. Maximus Wald 10 carries for 28 yards. Noah Oswald 4 carries for 18 yards. Oswald also 7 of 16 passing with 1 interception, 1 touchdown, and 112 yards. Austin Daniels 3 catches for 72 yards. Joey Martin 2 catches for 25 yards. Tackles. Quentin Murphy 5 solo, 3 assists. Brayton Van Kickerix 1 solo, 6 assists. Connor Bosma 4 and 2. Josh Morozik 2 and 4. For Midland, Christian Harmon, five solos to assist. Theo Bloom, four solos and three assisted tackles. 14-14, to 14 our score. And, uh, Kyle, uh, first half for the wind. we talked about it in the pregame, that it would be a significant factor. I'm not sure we thought it would be that much of a factor, but really one of the key decisions to start the, in the second half will be what does Midland elect to do in terms of which way they go in the third and fourth quarters.
7: Yeah, a lot of different tra- chain, uh, train of thought going into this decision, right? Uh, you know, whoever has the wind um, is going to have an advantage, um, and so for Midland, do they want to give um, Dort the wind and the ball both in the third quarter, just so that they can have the have the wind in the fourth? Um, you know, an old Doan head coach Fran Schwenk would he would have gone that way. Uh, we used to say uh, we'd get schwanked whenever uh, he'd make that decision against us uh, when I was at Northwestern. But yeah, you just uh, it, it's a tough decision. I, I'd never like doing that because uh, you play the field position game right out of the gate in the second half, and um, hopefully, if that's the case, Dort takes advantage of it and.
4: And put some points on the board in the third. Some of the scores at halftime look like this across the conference as we take a look at the scoreboard, made possible by Fairway Meat and Grocery in Sioux Center, Fairway Meat and Grocery in Sioux Center serving the community since 1991. Jamestown is leading Briar Cliff. That's probably the biggest surprise of the day, 14 to three. Northwestern is leading Morningside, 13 to 10. That was at the last, and that was the last time that we checked, and I believe that was just before halftime. And uh, they are at halftime as well. It's thirteen to ten. Northwestern Dakota Wesleyan leads Hastings twenty to nothing in Midland and Dort. We thought this would be the best one of the battery games of the day, obviously, along with Northwestern and Morningside, and it has proven to be so. Dort and Midland tied fourteen to fourteen as we are at halftime and approaching the end of the uh, halftime festivities. We'll be getting into the second half right after this. You're listening to Dort football on KDCR 88.5. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. A couple notes for you on this afternoon's broadcast schedule. Dort and Morningside Women's Basketball playing right now. Dort leading 27-26. to 26. They're midway through the second quarter. Now, we won't be able to broadcast much, if any, of the women's contests, but Christian Zalstra is standing by, and he will be broadcasting the men's game, or most of it, we feel, and uh, he is standing by in Sioux City for that. Now, Morningside is kicking off into the wind to start this second half, and the ball picked up by Sonderman at the 20-yard line to the 25, to the 27, and uh, the wind playing with that one, and Sonderman did not get a clean read on it at all, and he ends up having to retreat, pick it up, and uh, manages to get back to the 27-yard line, and that is where Dort will start with the wind here in the third quarter.
7: Well, interesting to me, Mike, both teams kicked into the wind to start the halves, and neither team had good starting field position given that advantage uh, of the the team having to kick into the
4: wind. Dort personnel change here. They're going to go with Caleb Marish at quarterback. That means Clayberg is in the backfield with him. Dort trying to run a screen pass. They do to Clayberg, but Clayberg caught behind the line of scrimmage, and Midland came with pressure, and uh, they had that. They were prepared for that package of plays, it appears, with Marish under pressure immediately. Well,
7: yeah, you you like the idea of maybe – Moving Clayburg around a little bit, but hey, the defense knows where he's at too, so they're going to give him a a little
4: extra attention. Loss of eight on the play. It's going to be first down, uh, pardon me, second down now and 18. Dort with two receivers to the right, one to the left. That's Jake Dodge. Dodges to the near side. Marish is going to run option. No, back to pass. Slings it for Clayburgh and it's picked off it's taken away by Christian Harmon Harmon on his feet at the 20 to the 15 inside the 15 down to the 10 yard line and the Midland Warriors defense comes up with a stop immediately they force a turnover and Midland will have it first down and 10 at the Dort 10 yard line
7: yeah now this Dort defense has has to get a stop here has to uh, come out tough situation backs to the wall
4: uh, but they have to keep this Midland offense out of the end zone First down and 10 for Midland. Football marked at the 11 yard line. We're tied 14 to 14, but it just feels like whoever is able to produce a touchdown into the wind today is going to have a leg up on the opponent. So Midland with an opportunity here to do just exactly that. They hand it off to Wald. Wald looking for somewhere to run and not much there, but he's finally brought down after a short gain on the play. It will be second down, and it's going to be second down and seven. After the gain of three, and make it second on six after a gain of four. They hand it off to Wald again. Walled up the middle. And Midland with the momentum after that interception. Plowing into the end zone is Wald. Walled for the touchdown. And the Midland Warriors have taken a 20-14 lead. 13-37 left to play in the third quarter. So Midland scores the first touchdown of the day by either team into the wind. They got great field position to start the drive after the interception. And now we'll be looking to build the lead back to 21-14 for Harmon. That was his sixth interception this year. Snap is down, kick is up, and the kick is through the uprights. And the Midland Warriors take advantage of a turnover, and they take the lead. 21-14, 13-37 left to play. In the third quarter, back with more after this. Kicking off for Midland will be Austin Heim. So Midland, moments ago, picking off a Caleb Marish pass. Returned it inside the 15, setting up a short field for the offense. And the offense took advantage, punching it in two plays later. And Midland has a 21-14 lead. Now the Dort offense imperative that they answer. Midland now feels like they've got a leg up. High end-over-end kick taken by Skibout at the 21-yard line to the 25 to the 30. 35-40, 45 still on his feet, 50 into Midland territory and tripped up from behind at the 40-yard line. But we have a flag on the play at the 40-yard line. In all likelihood, this one is coming back after the return by Skibout, And they're actually going to mark it spot foul at the 35 all likelihood, this one's going to be first down and 10 at the 25, penalty negating. It, 20. Negating that return, and they're going to say Levi Skoenhoven got called for a hold on the return. It'll be first down and 10 for the defenders at their own 25. Well, you get something good to happen in that yeah. penalty. We haven't had many penalties today, but that's a costly one. It is, yeah. you You wanted to... Cost you about 30 yards.
7: Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, great return. I ran through some tackles. Uh, made a big play. And that's what you needed right there. And see what the offense can come up with.
4: First down and 10 for the defenders. clayberg's running option. And that swarming defense in Midland right now putting pressure on. And uh, Dort unable to set up and run that option. A loss of four on the play. And this Midland team, we talked about their defense coming in, allowing 105 yards per game rushing. They have been all of that, and they've been as good as advertised thus far.
7: Well, they do a great job of running the ball. There seems to be white jerseys around the ball after every play.
4: Handoff to Sconehoven. Schoenhoven stood up at the line of scrimmage, maybe picked up one on the play. It's going to be third down and 12. Yeah, and before the game and
7: talking to uh, the Midland defensive coordinator, Vance Winter, um, he mentioned losing a lot of sleep this week, having to prepare for uh, this door-to-offense. But he's he's got him dialed in so far today.
4: Evidently, he was doing something when he wasn't sleeping because uh, they have been, as well, like I said, as good as advertised. Second, a uh, third down and 12. Sonderman on the left shoulder of Clayberg. Now he's going to station himself to the right. Clayburg fakes the handoff, drops back to pass, steps up in the pocket, scrambling to his right, throws back over the middle, pass is complete to Jungling, and Jungling dragged down at the 40-yard line. Making the tackle was Woodley, and it'll be first down and 10 for the defenders in Midland territory at the 40-yard line. 41, actually.
7: Yeah, and going back to what you had success with in the first half, uh, getting the ball downfield to Jungling, and that time Clayburg.
4: Getting a little extra time in the pocket and finding uh, jungling downfield. Handoff. It was the ski bout. Ski picks up maybe one on the play. It is second down and nine. Second down and nine. Schoenhoven now 38 yards of rushing offense on 14 carries. Dort averaging just two yards per carry. We're not used to those kind of numbers. And Kleber caught behind the line of scrimmage again. A tackle made by Midland's Jet Hampton. Hampton, four tackles for loss now this season. Loss of five or six. It's going to be third down and long. Yeah, and Clayburg just had had nothing nothing out there. Uh,
7: Midland's taken away the pitch with their corner on that particular play, and and they still have two guys at Clayburg, so just not much there
4: so far. Third down and fourteen. Clayburg fakes the handoff, back to pass. He's going to throw it, and it's underthrown, and it's taken away. Interception by Christian Harmon. So Harmon with yet another interception, is second of the day, his seventh for the season, and Midland gets a defensive stop. It'll be first down and 10 for the Warriors at their own 15-yard line, and the defenders trail at 21-14. Now, if you're Dort, you need something good to happen on defense.
7: Yeah, it's just been a so far a game of big plays, and, and that can be on both sides of the ball. The turnovers have been pretty costly. Um, you know, probably leaving some points on the board right here for Dort, but also giving uh, Midland good field position with that interception earlier in the half.
4: Would be shocked if Midland did anything out of the ordinary here. It'll take some time. They took some time. Keeping it is Oswald. Oswald the carry, and Oswald picks up four yards on the play. It'll be second down and six. And on that offensive line, don't discount the fact that the defenders are without their starting center for all season, Mitchell and Regan Uh He is not uh, listed on the two deep today. So uh, that one of those hidden things that you maybe not don't notice initially, but as the game wears on, that is a factor. Oh, definitely, and uh, you know
7: that's a huge. Huge, important, Hugely important position on the offense.
4: Second down and four after the gain of six. Hand off to Daniels. Daniels, nothing there that time, and the Dort defense comes up with a stop. It's their down and four. and you, know, you don't want to overstate things. With I mean, Maybe we sound a little bit dejected, if you will, because of the the score by Midland. It's still only 21-14. Dort defense get a stop here. And a lot of football yet to be played. It's just that you need to get some stops.
7: Yeah, and that's encouraging just that last play because Midland has had a lot of success on their fly sweep and be able to uh, get a tackle for loss there was was
4: big. Wald runs into his own blocker and is stopped after a gain of one on the play. Door defense does their job. Sets a fourth down and two now at the 24-yard line and Midland will be forced to punt into the wind. 21-14, 21 14. Defenders should get good field position. Nathan Kabanga will be back to return for the defenders. We'll see how DP goes. Camden Griffiths, 42.6 yards per punt average. Line of scrimmage is the 24 yard line. And Griffiths puts his foot into it a line drive kick. Cabongo chasing it and he dives for it. Called for the fair catch in the pa- and it drops. He made contact with it, trying to make the diving catch. It's going to be ruled a fumble by the defenders. Midland will retain possession of it, and it's first down and ten for the Warriors at the 49-yard line.
7: Yeah, and when you when you have two really evenly matched teams, um, quite often, and this thing is long from over. I mean, there's a lot of ball game to be played, but. It, a lot of times it comes down to who makes the most mistakes rather than who makes the most plays. And right now, a couple of really costly turnovers so far for, for the door defenders.
4: Defenders would have had the football near midfield. Instead, they turn it over in Midland. Are they going to take advantage like they did earlier in the half with an interception? Up the middle, the carry by Max Wold. Gains 11 on the play. It's first down and 10 for the Warriors at the 38-yard line. First down and 10 for the Warriors again at the 38. They turn, hand, give to Wald. Wald stumbling his way forward, picks up five yards on the play. He doesn't hit the hole really fast, but strong runner and keeps his balance.
7: Yeah, he's he's got really nice vision and patience, you know, and, and when he sees it, he tries to hit it. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, just a
4: solid running back. Second down and six, again a four on that play. Send a man in motion. That's Daniels, and we've got a whistle. I don't see a flag on the field. There's something with a play clock, I believe, but uh, it's a strange yeah.
7: time to stop,
4: stop gonna, the clock. Yeah, they blew the whistle. Play stopped. They reset the play clock. Eight minutes remaining, third quarter. This game's scooting right along. Midland leading 21-14. to 14. They hand it off to Wold. Wold, gain of three on the play, and then brought down at the 32-yard line. A slew of tackler, uh, tacklers, including Jessup Leakey. It's going to be third down and significant yardage. Third down and four for the Warriors at the Dort 32. So Midland, opportunity to extend the drive. Dort's linebackers active. Morazic and Brayton Van Kekariks both Coming up to the line of scrimmage, now retreating five yards deep. Faking the pitch is Oswald. Oswald on his feet. Oswald picks up the first down. Just enough of a fake to redirect the Dort defense. And he gets in the, uh, as the defense flows to its right, is able to find a seam down to the 26-yard line. A gain of seven on the play. First and ten for the Warriors at the 26, seven minutes remaining. Third quarter of play, Midland trying to take a two-score lead on this drive. Fake the handoff with the football, and the ball's out. Down on the ground, and I believe Midland got on top of it. Losing it as he went down was Noah Oswald and the defenders. Unable to fall on top of it. Would have been a vague play. Instead, it's second down. So Whipper was in on the tackle. Gain of three at second and seven. McAllister lining up at the H-back. Let's watch him. He's going to block. With it is Wold. Wold, not much there. in the door at rush defense. They've given up some significant plays, some chunk plays, but by and large, it's been two and three yards, and that's it.
7: Right, especially uh, in the traditional run game, um, you know, vast majority of the rushing yards for, for Midland has been on that fly sweep.
4: And so far this half, uh, Dort has had an answer for that. Third down and seven. Midland with it at the Dort. 24-yard line. Would think the Warriors are in four-down territory here. Back to pass is Oswald. Oswald throws it inside the five complete. Whipper on the tackle, but the pass complete to Colby oh, Stevens. Yeah. Stevens for a first down, and now Midland with it first down and 10 at the Dort five-yard line, and Midland threatening yeah. to make it two possessions and two scores here in the third quarter. Hand off to Wald. Wald spins, moves the pile forward, picks up maybe four yards, all of them almost all of them after contact. Now five minutes left to go in the third quarter, and Midland bleeding the clock here too as well.
7: Exactly, and um, yeah, just uh, doing a great job into the wind, mixing things up. Even on that long pass play there, um, you know, probably underthrown, and uh, the receiver did a nice job coming
4: back to the ball. This one is almost tailor-made for Midland. I don't know how it could have gone any better for them. Lunging into the end zone from three yards out is Max Wold. And the Midland Warriors have a 27-14 lead with 4.44 left to play in the third quarter. And now Midland will try to make it a 14-point ball game with a point after. Now they will line up. They'll spread players out. See if they have any advantage. They do not. Just checking to see if anyone misses an assignment. And now they'll kick the point after. This is Camden Griffiths. Griffiths for the point after. He's 3-for-3 three three so far today, and now 4-for-4. Four, four. Midland has a 28-14 lead. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5. Let's take a break, and we'll be back with more from Open Space Park right after this. This broadcaster Defender Athletic. Sonderman on the return. It'll be Midland on defense. That was a pretty good kick by the Midland kicker, Heim. And the defenders had to chase it back. And the defenders now trailing by a couple of the scores. A lot of football game left. But this one not stacking up well for the defenders right now. Trailing 28-14. And their time, 4.38 left to play in the third quarter. That's uh, with the wind. Such a huge factor in the first quarter. And here in the second half, or I should say in the first half, here in the second half, not nearly as much of a factor as they have moved the football into the wind. And uh, Noah Claiberg on the carry picks up two on the play. It's going to be second down and eight. Yeah, and I can't. Uh,
7: I can't stress enough how well Midland is playing the option today. Um, just a real, real good uh, scheme and discipline on that on that side of the ball.
4: Levi Skullenhoven on the carry picks up five on the play. It will be second down and 3. Uh, pardon me, 3rd down and 3. So 3rd down and 3. Levi Schoenhoven inching his way towards the career rushing mark at Dort as well. He needed 44 yards heading into play today. Fake the handoff, Clayberg Back to pass under pressure. Has to throw it towards the sideline and the pass is complete. Pass complete to Lucas Warner and the defenders with a first down trailing 28 2-14. Yeah, really nice job
7: by Warner of, of coming back to the ball and, and going to meet the pass.
4: Send a man in motion. That's John handoff Hand off to Sconehoven. Sconehoven picks up two, maybe three yards on the play. It'll be second down and seven. Second and seven. It's just been so difficult, it seems, for Dort to get, one, their rhythm, but, two, just get anything really going on offense.
7: Yeah, and you mentioned it earlier, uh, with the inside run game, uh, not having your starting center is is a big factor in there, Um,
4: but you have to give credit to this Midland defense as well. Gain of three, it'll be second and seven. They pitch it over to Skeebout, Skeebout to the 40, lost it. Was he down? No, they're going to rule that it's a fumble and recovered by Midland. I'm not sure what this conference is about.
7: Oh, yep, they're calling him down. Marking him down. Uh, third down on the play.
4: Okay. So, Ski marked down on the play.
7: Looked like he was probably reaching that ball out. Okay. And the ball hit the ground, the, go- the ground causing that fumble. It was
4: very close, though. Third down and two. There was no clear definitive. Motion, or I should say indication from the official that he was ruled down. Fake the handoff, Clayberg. Clayberg keeps it himself, close to a first down. I believe he got it. It's awfully close at least. Uh, It'll be fourth down and short, and the linesman indicating first down for the defenders. So Dort with it first down and 10 at the 46-yard line. So the defenders with a first down at their own 46-yard line. Trailing 28-14. Two minutes left to play in the third quarter. Day that is turned overcast. Clayberg pitches it to Jungling on the reverse. And Jungling racing to the edge and dragged down out of bounds near the midfield stripe. Maybe picks up two on the play. It is second down and nine in this Midland defense. Very disciplined. They've got the athletes to chase, and they've stayed home and done their job so far today. Yeah, number 44,
7: Trevor has uh, made a really nice play there, staying at home and, and chasing, jungling
4: down. Handoff, ski bout ski weaving his way forward, picks up maybe three on the play. It's going to be third down. Third down and six. Double checking some things that I have and it appears to me if Levi Sconhoven doesn't have some negative yardage, he is the career rushing leader at Dort at the moment but right now it's hovering right there where you get thrown for a loss that might change so for a moment at least he holds it. This is Klayberg. Klayberg on the edge turns upfield at the numbers looks like he's short of the first down by not much, less than a yard. It's going to be fourth down, and this is a no-brainer for the defenders at the Midland 45. 44 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Dort trailing by two scores. Don't want to overstate it, but this might be the ball game right here already nearing the end of the third quarter. Kleberg gets a block from Sconehoven, and that's not going to be their Midland. Even if they get that first block thrown, there are three Midland players there swarming to the football, and Midland forces a turnover on downs. It'll be first down and 10 for the Warriors at their own 49-yard line as they force Dort to turn it over.
7: Yeah, and really doing a nice job in the secondary with run support. Uh, The corners, the safeties have been very active today uh, in getting to both Clayberg on the
4: edge and any pitchback. Um, that he tries to get the ball to. First down and 10 for the Midland Warriors. 29 seconds left to play in the third quarter. I'd imagine they'll run one play here. And they do. They give it to Wold. And that, in all likelihood, is the final play of the third quarter. Midland's going to bleed the clock here, shorten the game, leading by two scores. That would be what I would do if I was coaching the team. And the Midland Warriors third quarter, they have positioned themselves well here in the battle for third place in the Great Plains Authentic Conference. They have extended they have turned a 14-14 tie into a 28-14 advantage as we head to the fourth quarter, and they'll have the wind. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5, back with a fourth quarter of play right after this. Z- Wold on the carry, Brayton Van Kickerix on the tackle. It's a first down for the Warriors, though. They have it inside the door at 40. And Midland, they score here, turn it into a three-score game. They could put uh, this one away. Now, the wind has died down as you take a look at the flag. And the flag's on the goalposts as well. So the wind, not as much of a factor. But at some point, Dort's defense has to come up with a stop. And now this is a Dort defense that is a little wounded right now without their leader, David Kak Tackle on the far side made by... I believe that was the safety, Bosma coming up to make the stop, and the carry by Wold. It'll be second down and 12, a loss of two.
7: Yeah, you know, and you wonder how both teams are going to come out of the half scheme-wise. And um, Dort has done a nice job of taking away the fly sweep and limiting the big plays on that particular play. Uh, but the counter move to that is Midland has
4: had success running the ball inside. Second down and 11, we're going to call it. Hand off to Wald. Wold trying to get to the edge. And Wold is going to be brought down behind the line of scrimmage. So the Dort defense rising to the challenge right now. Trying to give the uh, give them a chance yet here in the fourth quarter. Uh, clock continuing to wind, though. 13.30 remaining. They'll be able to take this down near the 13-minute mark before they run the, clock, run the play. And you can bet... Even though there's that much time left, Midland is thinking exactly that. Limit the time that Dort has to make a two-score comeback.
7: Yeah, exactly, Mike. You know, they're so far here in the fourth quarter with uh, with the ball. Midland has been very conservative, kept the ball on the ground.
4: Uh, they're just trying to shorten this game. Third down and 13. They hand it off to Wald again. They spread out the defense a bit, but he is dragged down. Defensive lineman, I believe, got... His leg that was leaky on the tackle that'll bring up fourth down and nine. Well, fourth down and eight. We'll call it Midland with it at the Dort thirty-eight yard line. No man's land for Midland here. Punting, punt into with the wind. And uh, in Most all likely, likely going to go into the end be a zone, touchback. right? Yeah. So you're looking at a net of potentially 18 yards possibly. May as well run a play and see if he can pick up eight yards. That is exactly what it appears they're going to do. Oswald back to pass. Floats it towards the sideline. Out of the reach. Incomplete. That was Austin. Bon- uh, pardon me, Connor Bosma on the coverage. Pass intended for Midlands. Brendan Gerlach. Pass falls incomplete. And it is a turnover on downs with the defenders sending the offense onto the field. Not sure how many more chances you're going to get, though, with it, with the football. Trailing by a couple of the scores, it's first and ten for the defenders at their own 37-yard line. Change of possession. Play clock has not started. Clayberg. Hands it off to Sonderman. Sonderman, second effort, maybe picks up a yard on the play. It'll be second down and nine. Yeah, this is a big
7: drive. Mike, uh, Dort needs to get some points out of this one to, to give themselves a shot yet in this ballgame.
4: Got scores. We'll go through them in just a little bit after our next play. Things tightening up over in Orange City as well. Clayberg, Bark signals. Hands it off to Sonderman. Sonderman hits the hole. Four-yard pickup on the play. It's going to be second down and three. three this look at scoreboard made possible by Fairway Meat and Grocery and Sioux Center, serving the community since 1991. Jamestown leading Briarcliff 14 to 10. Northwestern and Morningside now tied 13 all. Dakota Wesleyan leads Hastings 27 to nothing. Midland leading Dort here 28 to 14. Pitch over to Schoenhoven. Schoenhoven struggling his way forward. His knee never touched. He picks up maybe five or six yards on the play. And it's a Dort first down.
7: Wow, that's just great effort by Skonov and to keep that knee from touching the ground and and really fighting for that first down.
4: He's going to hobble off all the way across the field. He's going to have to check out. I'm not, I am not. wouldn't be shocked if he pulled something as somehow
5: he managed <laughs> to
4: keep his knee off of the ground. That's, that's just man strength there. The defenders trailing 28-14, 11 minutes left to play. In this ballgame, Kleberg rolling right, looking for the big play. Passes to the sideline for heelville incomplete to the sideline. It'll be second down and ten. Second down and ten. Schoenhoven still trying to walk it off on the sideline. This has been an expensive contest in terms of losing players. Lost a couple already. And now Soderman checks out of the ballgame. game. It's that Ski-Bot is in in his place? It's 2nd down and 10. 2nd and 10. Clayberg runs option. Pitches it over to ski skeeb Skeebaut. Drag down at the 46-yard line. Picks up positive yardage. About 3 or 4 yards. Well, they're going to be generous, though. Give him about 7, actually. It's going to be 3rd down and 3. I've not been very good at spotting the football today. 3rd down and 3. Skibout looking to the sideline along with 10 10.35 left to play. Defenders need a score here to make it interesting. Send a man in motion, that's jungling. They hand it off to Skibout up the middle. Skibout, second effort. Ball came out at the end. He falls on top of it, grabs it back quickly, and I believe that's enough for a Dort first down at the 42-yard line. So the defenders with another first down. First down and 10 for the defenders at the 42. Not seeing Schoenhoven check back into the game yet. Skibout out behind Clayberg, He was talking with the training staff, and now he's on the sideline. Really, he's up on the exam table. Pass for Jungling, and Jungling unable to make the catch. It's going to be second down and 10.
7: Yeah, and... Uh a dark crowd wanting pass interference <laughs> and probably everybody on the sideline wanted it as yeah. well. Um, you know, that's that's a close one. Looked like the uh, the Midland corner had a little bit of jungling jersey and he just wasn't able to get back to the ball. So that to me, that's pass interference, but uh, that's a tight one. Second
4: down and ten, football at the 42. Clayberg hands it off to Sonderman. Sonderman. Gains maybe two on the play. It's going to be third down and eight. Well, you mentioned Vance Winter, defensive coordinator for Midland. Uh, he was out of coaching actually for a little bit, but uh, that's a familiar name because he used to coach at Concordia, and those teams were always known for being pretty good on defense. Yeah, yeah.
7: Dan, uh, Vance has a great defensive mind. He's a, he was a defensive head coach, you know, when he was head coach at Concordia. Uh, been around the game a long time and,
4: and knows his stuff. Third down and eight. Defenders stack the eye behind Klayberg. Clayburg back to pass. Zones in and the pass incomplete. And there you're going to see the flags. And that time, from my vantage point, it certainly appeared that the defensive back ran through jungling. That was Harmon. He was itching for his third interception of the day. Looked to me like he just ran through Levi jungling to try to get to that football, and uh, that was a little more than the incidental contact that we saw earlier in the day.
7: Right, and, and two, you had two different officials seeing the same thing. Uh, I think a good good call. Uh, Midland sideline doesn't like it, but you know, as coaches we never like calls by officials.
4: So, but that one seemed pretty obvious to us. First down and 10 for the defenders at the 25-yard line of Midland Dort trailing 28-14. Want a chance in this ball game. Probably have to score on this drive. Clayberg turns hands, gives to Skibot. bout second effort. Maybe picked up a half a yard and that's going to be about it. It's going to bring up second down and long. Well, they've got the uh, they've got Levi Skoenhoven shoe off. On the exam table, they were watching him do some toe races. Had some foot problems last year that he didn't fully inform people of. And so I'm sure they're being a little extra cautious with him as he uh, went over to the trainer. In the meantime, Sonderman and ski bout picking up the slack for the defenders on offense handoff, 2 to bouts ski skee-out, the ball carrier, ski picks up five on the play, and skee slippery, now they say the ball came out at the end of the play, Midland came up with it, they're lobbying for a turnover, and the official just saying third down.
7: Yeah, the official had the spot right away, so I think it was probably something like the, gaunt, uh, the ground causing a fumble, or you know, it's slipped out late, but now we're in a third and five, and yeah, you gotta got to think four-down
4: territory here. 8-12 remaining in the contest. Dort trailing 28-14 with the football movement. No flags. Back to pass, Clayberg. Clayberg has jungling open, finds him. Touchdown, defenders. The defenders. A 20-yard touchdown pass from Clayberg to jungling. Defensive lineman for Midland lobbying for a holding call, I believe. None coming out. And it'll be first down. It'll be a touchdown for the defenders. Yeah, you see something there. Yeah,
7: there might have been a little bit, <laughs> but you know that's that's one of those where you know, Mike. There's probably holding on every play, and uh, it was, I didn't think it was obvious. Didn't wasn't going to affect
4: the f- play, and I think that's probably
7: what the official was thinking as well. Zachman trying to
4: make it a seven-point game splits the uprights. Well, we got a game again. After neither team could score going left to right in the first half, all three of our scores have come going to the south end zone. Still a lot of football left, 7.56 left to go in the game. A wounded Dort team trying to come back from behind. It's 28-21, Dort kicking off when we're back right after this. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5. The defenders back to within a score, 28-21, 7.56 left to play, and the defenders making a game of it after looked like Midland was going to run away and hide with this one. The defenders back to within a score, but defensively have to come up with a stop. Zachman approaches, end-over-end kick. It'll be taken at the 15-yard line. Win not as much of a factor right now. It seems to have died down. On the return to the 30, 35, and the ball comes out. Ball near the sideline.
7: Midland's on the And I, I think I
4: Midland got on top of it. Now, that's a funny game. Things can change quickly. And Just when you think that a team has control of it, boy, Midland turns that over. It's a whole different scenario again. As it is, Midland has it. First down and 10, and they've got it at their own 37-yard line. So this Midland team came in, pretty good mix between rush and pass, and they have done just that here this afternoon. Now they're sitting on a seven-point lead, nearing the midpoint of the fourth quarter. They hand it off, and a carry up the middle for Max Wold, and coming up to make the stop is Jalen Placide. It'll be second down and five. Midland 241 on the ground, 130 in the air. Gain of four, we'll call it second and six. Gary Cannon back in the game for Midland. Yeah, it's going to be really important that... Uh, the- Dort secondary
7: stays disciplined because I think uh, with as much as Midland has been pounding it, they're going to take a shot downfield.
4: Pitch it to Cannon. Cannon loses it. It's still loose. Fumble. Cannon never got the pitch. Dort says they have it. And, and they, they do. do. How quickly it can wow. change in that pitch was leading Cannon. Cannon tried to break it in with his right hand, almost making a catch, if you will, And he was unable to do so, and it hits the turf, and now the defenders have it first and 10 in Midland territory at the 38-yard line. Yeah, and to me it it looked like
7: Cannon was just kind of going through the motions there. He didn't really, you know, you want your running back to get both hands on the ball, and, you know, he tried to one-hand it. I think he probably could have got two on it, and then not a lot of hustle to get after it, and Dort ends up with
4: the ball. Kleberg is going to roll right under pressure. Throws it for Jungling. Jungling incomplete. It'll be second down and ten coverage by Christian Harmon. He's already got a couple of picks today. It's going to be second down and ten. So second and ten for the defenders. Clock is stopped. 38-yard line. 28-21 defenders down seven. Moving left to right. Noah Clayberg has Sonderman behind him. Michael Sonderman back to pass Clayberg. No, he's going to take it himself. And Noah Clayberg picks up four on the play, and it'll be third down. Uh, he picks up six. It'll be third down and four.
7: Yeah, well, Sonderman uh, lead lead blocking on that, he kind of got kind of got caught. You know, do I block this guy or that guy? And and really
4: didn't get either one. Could have been a really big play. Third down and four. Skibout is behind Clayburg now. Clayburg running to the left. Turns the corner near the first down marker. And I believe he got it. Inside the 30, down at the 27-yard line. And that'll be a Dort first down with 6.21 remaining. So first and 10 for the defenders at the Midland 27-yard line. Defenders will empty the backfield. Three receivers set to the right, one to the left. That's jungling. Warner is your H-back. Clayberg takes the snap, deflected off of his hands. He has to grab it and then lunges forward to the 20-yard line. That's a gain of five on the play as they mark him down at the 23.
7: Yeah, I think that was a design run play uh, from the get-go, but with a little bit of high snap... I think it actually put Midland's defense on their heels a little bit.
4: And we have a penalty. So the five yards, five or six yards that Dort gained on the last play, they're going to give back as the movement along the line of scrimmage. False start by the defenders. It'll be second and ten. Well, we talked about the importance uh,
7: of and how big it is to not have your starting center in the game. And while uh, most of the game has been pretty solid, maybe the last two plays, you know, first a high snap, still had positive yards, but then uh, not getting the ball snapped on the count
4: and causing a, a motion penalty. Clayberg's going to pass for Jungling. Jungling comes back to it inside the 10 at the 6-yard line. That's a dort first down. Midland lobbying for it, skipping off of the turf. I did not think it did. I thought Levi got back to it. And it'll be a first down for the defenders.
7: Yeah, and a great job by jungling and playing the ball. Just going and getting it uh, while you probably had some
4: defensive players hoping that it was just dropping to the ground. Clayberg has it. First down and goal at the 8. He's going to keep it himself. Gets a block on the outside towards the end zone. Touchdown, defenders! How quickly it can change. 4.58 left to go in regulation. The defenders back to within a point. Brett Zachman can tie it here with a point after. Yeah, and a big kick right here for Zachman uh, to even this thing up. 4.58 left to play here in regulation. Defenders trying to tie it after Midland had taken a two-score lead back in the third quarter. Reynolds is the holder. Snap is down. Kick is up. Kick by Zachman is good. 28-28. to 28. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Back with more from Sioux Center right after this. Zachman with the end over end kick. Midland on the return. They're down at the 29-yard line, and that is where Midland will start first down and 10. After the return by Brandon Bloom and the Midland Warriors with it, 1st and 10, 4.53 left to play. Here in regulation, we're tied 28-all. Well, let's see if Dort's defense can come up with another stop. Midland's offense got conservative, I thought, the last few possessions, playing with the lead, hoping that their defense could come up with stops. Turnover on their last possession, giving Dort great field position. And now the sweep. They hand it to Daniels. Daniels gain of three on the play. It'll be second and seven.
7: Yeah, and this turning turning out to be a typical uh, Dort Midland football game. Seems like the last last few years, it's come down to the last few minutes of the ball game before the thing was decided. And
4: uh, we got a great one going on right here. Second down and seven for the Warriors at their own thirty-three yard line. They hand it off to Wald. Wald, the ball carrier, and Wald is brought down. They're going to mark him at the 35-yard line, and it'll be third down and four. Third and four, they need the 39 for a first down. Four minutes and six seconds remaining. Both teams have all three timeouts remaining as well. So third down and four for the Warriors. Got Wald behind Oswald. Turn, fake the handoff. They pass it to him, and incomplete. Beautifully played by the defenders. Quentin Murphy on that pass intended for the H-back, McAllister. We saw that play earlier in the game. McAllister had a decent gain on it. At that time, though, Murphy comes and arrives just as the ball does, separates the receiver from the ball, and now Midland is punting. Yeah,
7: and Murphy's had a a quietly... Solid ball game, and that was a huge play right
4: there to preserve, uh, you know, to get the stop on third down. Camden Griffiths will be punting. It's down in the turf. He picks it up, gets it away. It's a booming kick over the head of Nathan Cabongo. Takes a midland bounce, and they're trying to get to it. And it's downed inside the five at the one-yard line. Played perfectly by Midland. And what a punt. Oh, wow. A 64-yard punt by Midland's Camden Griffiths and Dort with well, their backs to the goal line to start first and ten at their own one-yard line. Yeah, and uh, tremendous
7: play. Uh, snap was in the, in the turf. He dug it out. A little off balance, made a great kick and got a a big roll and a
4: a really solid effort by the cover guys to keep that thing out of the end zone. First and ten for the defenders at their own one. This is Clayburg. Clayburg on the left edge. Clayburg, not much there. Barely gets out of the end zone. It'll be second down and ten. Second and ten. Down by number 15, Ashton Ellis for the Warriors. Up second down. Ashton Ellis on the tackle for Midland. Second down and ten, still at the one yard line. 312 and counting regulation. We're tied. 28 to 28. Clayberg Fakes the handoff. Back to pass. He's gonna throw it for Jungling. Jungling. One hand grab. Incomplete. And it'll be third down. Right play call. Just didn't quite have enough separation, and it's going to be third down now and ten.
7: Yeah, you know, you know, Midland's going to sell out against the run because they're thinking, "Hey, you're backed up and inside the one. What are the chances you're going to try to, you know, you know, have success throwing the ball?"
4: Um, and Dort had a chance there. And Midland's going to use the timeout here. I'm guessing they don't want to see a replay of that. An opportunity again, so they're going to use a timeout here with 2:56 remaining in regulation. Midland uses their first timeout; they've got two left. You're listening to Dork Football on KDCR 88.5. Back with more from Open Space Park right after this. You're listening to KDCR, Sioux Center, 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com, over in Orange City. Morningside has taken the lead late in the third quarter, 27-13 for the GPAC Championship. Here it's third down and ten for the defenders. Clayberg rolling right, looking to throw. Throws it over the middle, no one in particular, and it's picked off. It's picked off at the 33-yard line, and that is where Midland will start. And in all honesty, if you punt, you maybe get something similar to that. But I'm not so sure that that's just not a punt on third down.
7: Exactly. Um, yeah, the the wind isn't as strong, so maybe you get a little bit. But when you're backed up like that, it's tough to get a good solid punt out of the end zone. And actually, I had Jake Dodge behind the secondary. Clayberg uh, just couldn't get enough on it. Underthrew him a little bit. Now the defense has to do
4: their thing. Noah Oswald, your quarterback. He hands off to Wald. Wald, not much there. It's going to be second down. 240 left to play. So Midland. Obviously they pick up a first down or two. They might be in field goal position. They haven't tried many this year, though only three of four on field goal attempts. Hate to have it come down to that one play at the end, but it might, second down and 10. Well, and now, you, now Dort needs to start thinking about their timeouts, and what do you do to you know, keep a little extra time on the clock? Oswald, the carry to the 30-yard line. It will be third down and seven. Third and seven for the Warriors at the 30. Now if they don't pick up a first down here, it will be decision time, 153 and counting ball game. Cat and mouse here. Neither team wants to use a timeout to let the opponent have the benefit of the timeout without spending it. Right. Play clock down to 12. Now 10. Oswald has walled behind him. Back to pass is Oswald. Oswald has a man open and the pass. Did he catch it? It's complete inside the 15. Complete. Down at the 12-yard line. Two, okay, now now you're... So Daniels well, now if you're makes adored, the catch. I think,
7: I think you need to use your timeouts because, uh, you know, you're
4: either... Yeah, I think... No, they're, playing, they're oh. making a defensive call is all they're doing. 14-yard line, first down and 10 for the Warriors at the fourteen. 109 remaining. Midland taking their time. Midland, they hand it off to Wald. Wald, the ball carrier, and Wald brought down by Placide. It'll be second down. Yeah, they're going to use the timeout.
7: Using them. I think you have to. You can't, you can't play not to lose, right? You've got to play to win. And I think you, even though you have confidence in your defense to make the stop and force a field goal attempt, and you're you're hoping for the miss, but if you know that big if, if Midland gets some points on the board here, you want to have some time left to give your give your offense a chance.
4: Now, looking at Camden Griffith's field goal stats so far this year, he is three of four on field goal tries, but just a long of twenty five. Now he's shown himself to be very capable on point after tries, but that's dead on center of the field. Right now, the ball is at the 18. That would translate into a 35-yard field goal attempt. We've still got a ways to go, though. Second down and 14 now at the 18. Tie game, 28-28. to 28. After that completion to Daniels, that really changed things for Midland. So it's second down yeah. and 14. I'm not sure how he came up with the ball. It looked like... Uh
7: Somebody in the secondary had undercut it, and I thought it might even have a chance at an interception.
4: Fake the handoff. This is Oswald. Oswald, the ball carrier, and Oswald straight up the middle, and I think they're just trying to get some yardage back, give their field goal kicker a realistic shot at it. Dort's going to use another timeout. They've now used two. They have one remaining, 48 seconds remaining.
7: Okay, you got to think Midland's probably going to take a shot here. Um, I think they're close enough now where they feel like they they have a field goal, a legitimate field goal opportunity. So did they take a
4: shot at the end zone here? Well, you either have to pass it. If you're going to take a shot, your quarterback has to understand it has to be there. Otherwise, you throw it away. Right. Yeah, you can't turn the ball over down here. Uh, but, I, you know, you got
7: an experienced quarterback who's had really a solid football season. Um, put it in his hands. Let him take a shot, possibly. Um Got to be really disciplined in the secondary because the one thing you don't want to do is get a pass interference
4: penalty. It'll be third down and 10. Line of scrimmage is the 14. We're tied 28-28. Midland has the football. And they have it at the Dort 14-yard line. Midland has had two 14-point leads. Dort has come back to tie it in both cases. So Oswald has three receivers to the right, one to the left. Dort's defense. Three down linemen. They bring Ostenink up on the near side. Design keeper for Oswald. And Oswald, nothing there. No gain on the play. It'll be fourth and ten. Dort will use their final timeout. So the defenders use their final timeout with 43 seconds remaining. And Midland will punt, pardon me, will kick a field goal to potentially take the lead. So a field goal attempt on the way for Camden Griffiths. Looks like the line of scrimmage is the 14. This will be a 31-yard try. A
7: 31-yard try from the hash. So it's definitely not a gimme,
4: uh, especially like you mentioned with what he has done so far this season. This would be a new season long for him. He's three of four on field goals, 43 of 47 entering the game on point after tries. So he's, he's been perfect and has looked good on the point after tries. But you and I both know that a field goal to win it is a lot different than a point after try from dead straight on.
7: Exactly. A little bit more pressure on this one. Uh, you know, the collar's getting a little bit tighter. But uh, hopefully Dort can get a little pressure on
4: here and maybe get a block but just keep this thing out. Oswald will be the uh, placeholder. On to attempt the field goal is Griffiths. Digs it out of the turf, and that one is up and splits the uprights, and Midland has taken a 31-28 lead. 31-28 hour score. That one had plenty of leg, and it looked like he snuck it inside the right upright as you face the goalposts. And with 40 seconds remaining, Midland has taken a 31-28 lead. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back with a kickoff right after this. There's 40 seconds left. Dort's out of timeouts. Midland will be kicking off. Midland leading 31-28 to after the field goal by Camden Griffiths. So Midland answering the Dort. Back to back touchdowns with a field goal, their first points of the fourth quarter. And a kick to the sideline goes out of bounds, and the defenders will have good field position to begin. It'll be first and 10. Defenders down 31 28, 40 seconds remaining.
7: Well, you know, the Midland coaches are probably thinking, yeah, just get it down there, don't give up anything big, uh, and then your kicker kicks it out of bounds. <laughs> Uh, that's enough to drive a coach crazy. But uh, So Dort starting off with great field position. 40 seconds, still plenty of time. Uh, got to get something big here. Uh, probably going to need a big play somewhere along the
4: line here. And you got to throw to the sideline in all likelihood. Use that. Get the clock stopped. You're out of timeouts. Clayburg back to pass. They put pressure on. Pass over the middle is incomplete. And it'll be second down and 10. Yeah, and it, you, you want to go to your best player. Uh,
7: you want to try to get the ball into Jungling's hands, but uh, Midland knows that as well. they going to double him. Yeah, and they had two, three, three guys. You know, they have backers dropping into the underneath zones as well, trying to take away any seams. But, um,
4: yeah, still a lot of time. 36 seconds remaining. Clock stopped on the incomplete pass. Noah, back to pass. He's going to throw it over the top, intended for dodge, incomplete. On the coverage for Midland It's Crash Woodley. And it'll be third down and 10, 31 seconds remaining. Now you got to move the chains. I mean, you, you can take shots down the field, but... You know, yeah, you need a first down here. You need a first down now. At your own 35-yard line. Again, the clock stops on the incomplete pass. Clayburg back to pass. They rush three. Pass over the middle is going to be picked off, and that's the ball game. Midland coming away with the interception. That's Jet Hampton, and the Midland Warriors are going to win this ball game as the defenders turn it over, 31-28, to 28 the final, as Midland will take victory formation, and the defenders can't stop the clock. That was floated up and uh, Midland dropping an eight back in coverage there's just not many windows to throw to at that point
7: well and and it's yeah let's be honest that's out of noah's comfort zone um when a defense knows when a defense knows you're going to th- throw the ball, and uh, they're dropping a lot of guys into coverage you know it, you know maybe you try something underneath a little bit more get get somebody the ball in the open field and see if they can run for some yardage. Uh, but there's just not a lot of windows
4: uh, downfield. So Midland is going to win this game. They call a timeout, make sure they don't do anything silly. The defenders are going to fall to 6-3 and three in the conference. This will stop their four-game winning streak. Midland will run their winning streak to six games to end the year, and they will end the year at 6-3 and three in the conference as well, so the two teams will end up tied for third. Midland though after a disappointing start to this year they have really wrapped things up with a flourish and uh, yeah they yeah. lost to Northwestern by one early in the year this is a very fine football team.
7: It is and um, yeah they're really both of these teams have a lot of good going for them and they're going to be able to approach this off offseason um, with some juice but yeah, you got to you got to look at this Midland team and and I'm sure their coaches are doing the what if game, you know, yep. what if we just started the season off a little
4: better? You know, where could they be right now? 31 to 28, your final as the clock runs out on this one and uh, Kyle, I'm going to be Swinging things to Sioux City here real rapidly, so let's let's get our post game thoughts and post-season comments out of the way, and then uh, we'll get to some other business here shortly. But uh, post game thoughts, well, yeah, clo- close close, but just couldn't quite get over the hump, right? Yeah, and, and you go back
7: to, you know, what what ended up being the difference in the game? Turnovers, right? turnovers, and one big punt. I mean, the punt that rolls down there to the one and Dort can't get it out of the end zone uh, with their backs to the wall. Midland ends up with good field position and get a field goal out of it, and that's the difference. And um, so it, just a good solid ball game, two really good football teams, both teams going
4: in the right direction uh, in in a very tough conference. Season as a whole, yeah, those uh, you start the year, what, we were two and three, had to battle back to get to three and three, and then kind of took off from there and really found their stride. And I would say the biggest strides this team has made has been on the defensive side of the football. Oh,
7: without a doubt, um, really coming around on that side. And to be to be amongst the best in the league, you have to be solid on the defensive side of the football. Um, champion, championship caliber football teams. You know, you look at the the game going going on in Orange City, and those are two really good defensive football teams. And so, yeah. Just got to continue to build uh, on that side of the ball. A lot of good things going on uh, with this Dort Defender program. Uh, people here should be excited because uh, they're definitely trending upward. You always want to do a little bit better than the season before. Uh, we're really close to that. Uh, you know, could next year be that breakthrough year? Yeah, very possibly. And. Uh, Everybody should be excited
4: about uh, the 2020 season. A very good junior class coming back as seniors next year. Obviously, we'll have to fill in some spots, but we've also we also saw some young players make some strides this year, and they're at the end of the ball game because of some injuries. You ended up with Carter Schiebaut and Michael Sonderman in the backfield, and those those two are just getting started. Well, you're losing a really good group of
7: seniors. Um, but you want to do that every year, right? And if you're not losing good seniors, that means you must have bad seniors. <laughs> and and you never want to go into a season or go through a season with with a senior class that's just not contributing. This was a a, a very good senior class and a and good group of players. Um, but, yeah, more guys are going to have to step up. Um, and, and like you mentioned, some already have, and they'll build off of that. Uh, but then there's going to be new, some new faces out there, um, and you know I always I always told our football teams that I coach, you know there's two ways to get better, and that's for each individual to improve through the through the off season, or you get better football players,
4: and um, you know that's that's the only way you improve as a program and as a team. Kyle, it's been a pleasure once again. Uh, your your ability to explain and your knowledge uh, second to none. So I I thank you for your time, as uh, you've been uh, helped out with many of the games this season. Uh, hope you I uh, hope you understand how much I appreciate uh, you being a part of our broadcast again this year.
7: Well, I really enjoy it, Mike, and uh, yeah, it, it, this is a fun thing to be a part of and sleep like better I on mentioned. night, too, don't you? I, I do. <laughs> I, I do. I sleep a lot better on, on Saturday nights when, the, you know, you're, you're not as directly involved. But, yeah, people here, um, people listening, fans of this Dort Defender program, you have a lot to be excited about. And uh, you're in very good and very capable hands with Coach Penner and should be excited about the future.
4: Kyle, thank you again. All
7: right, thanks, Mike.
4: That's Kyle Achterhoff, and let's just quickly go through the stats Um, over in Sioux City, actually. um, It is a one-point ball game, less than 10 seconds to go, and it looks like the defenders just missed a chance to take the lead. And a rebound secured by Morningside. I'd guess there's a foul committed almost immediately as Dort tries to prolong that game. Right now, it's Morningside 79, Dort 78 in women's basketball. We'll have the men's game for you on KDCR. And, um, because we're unable to get to that women's contest immediately, we're going to uh, j- take a look at some of the uh, some of the uh, numbers from today. Dort outgained today 394 to 328. Ran for 124. Midland ran for five, uh, 248. Midland passed for 146. Dort passed for 204. Levi Skoenhoven, 18 carries for 52 yards. It was tough going today on the ground. Noah Clayberg 19 carries for 27 yards. Uh, for Skoenhoven, that brings his career total to 2,727, if that if my math is correct. And he passed Keith and Drury in the process today, with two thousand seven hundred nineteen career yards. Skonhoven also gained a thousand yards this season. Over a thousand yards—that's the first time in his career that he's gained over a thousand. So uh, Levi Sconehoven, in a losing effort, uh, sets a couple of standards for the defenders. Noah Clayberg, seven of twenty-two passing, two hundred twelve yards. One touchdown, three interceptions. One of those interceptions came late when uh, was, in effect, a punt, if you will. Levi Jungling, five catches for 150 yards. Levi Sconhoven, one catch for 54 yards. Clayburgh uh, six punts for 34.3 yards. For Midland, Austin Daniels led them on the ground, seven carries for 108 yards, many of those on those jet sweeps, 63 yards on one play. Maximus Wold, 28 carries for 80 yards. Noah Oswald, 9 of 20 passing, 1 interception, 1 touchdown, 146 yards. Daniels, 4 catches for 88 yards. He had quite a ball game. Ends up accounting for 196 yards of offense, both rushing and receiving. Defensively, for the defenders, Connor Bosma, 6 solo, 6 assisted stops. Quentin Murphy, 5 and 7. Josh Morozik, 5 and 6. Brayton Van Kickerix, 3 and 7. You are listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88 5. Let's take a look at the Fairway Meat and Grocery scoreboard. Fairway Meat and Grocery and Sioux Center are serving the community since 1991. The games aren't all final, but they have been decided. Midland defeats Dort 31 28, Dakota Wesley and over Hastings 30 7. Morningside leading Northwestern thirty to thirteen in the fourth quarter, and it's Jamestown leading Briarcliff twenty-four to ten. So the defenders end their year at six and three in the conference, seven and four overall, matching last year's win total of seven wins. Midland improves to six and three and seven and four as well. Morningside will be the Pack champion. Northwestern will be second. Dorton Midland will tie for third. That's going to do it for our broadcast this afternoon. For KDCR Sports, I'm Mike Biker. Stay tuned. We'll be sending it to Sioux City in just a little bit. Christian Zylstra standing by for that.
7: This broadcast of Defender Athletics on KDCR is made possible by Boren Sons of Boyden, handling gravel and excavation.